Hello everyone, before this podcast begins, I just wanted to say that we are sponsored by Release Fishing Apparel. Very good fishing gear at a reasonable price. I cannot stress enough how important it is to have a performance fishing UV shirt at this time of year. Now I understand we're going into winter and all that, but even just having the shirt to wear during a regular day, you know, you can't play around with sunburns and all that. You need that kind of shirt. Also, they have windbreakers coming out this week, I believe, so that'll be very good for the winter season. And really, their gear is very quality. I highly recommend it. I wear it myself when I'm biking and all that. Very good gear. You know, I haven't gotten sunburned wearing anything yet. All right, so today's guest this week is Evan Siebel. He is a volunteer firefighter. He plans to pursue a career through firefighting. He goes to Palm Harbor University, who just here in local Palm Harbor. Hello, Evan. Hello, Brian. Thank you for having me. A pleasure, as always. Now, I just want to start this off, you know... How's your week going? Uh, it's good. It's been long. Um, I've been working a lot, but making money, so I can't complain. Yeah, there's nothing bad about making money. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's good at, to spend your weeks being productive. Mm-hmm. It's always a very good thing. It's better to be moving than sitting in your bed. Absolutely. Especially on a nice day, You, I feel it that I need to get out and do something. I can't just be stationary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's It's... Especially with the weather actually being somewhat nice the past couple days, it's nice to be outside a little bit. I know. The storm yesterday, I feel like, definitely helped cool things down, especially for today. Today's a very nice day. It might be an outside day. We'll see. As we're sitting in here doing a podcast <laughs> indoors. Yeah, we'll you know, see. it might we'll just see what be. what later holds. All right. So, did you firefight last week? Uh, no. So, lately, because of the whole COVID thing, I haven't been able to go because I am not... Uh, on a payroll with Palm Harbor Fire Rescue, I can't be there um, because I guess I'm a liability. So I'm waiting for this to sort of settle down. I'm talking to the chiefs and stuff like that to see if we can get it moving again because there's a lot of us that do do ride-alongs and get a lot of hours through it. So I'm trying to work things out to get us back in the station. But lately I have not been able to. So they have like basically, are they allowing people to still come in and volunteer um, during all this or is it just too much of a liability yeah, if they get sick? With it being a liability with them getting sick and um, not having enough PPE to go around because, you know, the stuff that they actually need and 95 masks and stuff like that that they're required to wear to every call, people are buying them out of the ass. Sorry, but so they don't have enough to it's go Sorry, right, you can cuss on it. So um, it's, it's that and then it's just they don't. They don't want to have to worry about the extra people that aren't being paid to be there getting hurt or you know getting sick again. So it's just um, kind of been put on hold right now. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, cause especially I'm sure their funds are kind of tight right now mm-hmm. too because of the whole mm-hmm. you know it's the whole COVID thing. You hear yeah. that almost once a day at yeah. this point. The whole COVID thing. Yeah. So you know, it sucks, but you know I'm hoping that we get back in there pretty soon because I miss it. It's a nice place to do homework and get the blood flowing a little bit and get you, you definitely can't complain with that. Not at all. So lately, it's just it's been slow. It's been a little boring, but we'll get back into it. That's good. Yeah. When do you think like they're gonna start allowing people back on? It's September. I don't. Know. I I hope by November. November would be awesome for Thanksgiving because it's busy and it keeps you moving. So that would be really cool. Um, but I, I think that's the goal right now. Is by November getting back in there I know people are gonna get sick it's just bound to happen mm-hmm. at this point we we both know that people are gonna get sick I mean did you see the notification we got just yesterday that somebody at our school got it mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It was inevitable. It's been two weeks now. I'm kind of surprised. Well, that's the incubation period now I think about it. But two weeks, yeah, that checks out. But My thing is it's like who knows how long they had it before. You know, they yeah. became symptomatic, and now who knows who's going to have it. I, I especially wonder how well, because they say, like, the, what, the whoever is in close proximity, the close contact group and all that, they say, like, they're going to make them isolate and all that because they were close to them, but how effective really yeah. is that? One, how effective is it, and two, how are you going to be sure that everyone does it? And you have seven classes a day. Mm. How many people, people do you come into contact with seven classes a day? If you come in contact with, let's say, you come in contact with the person who got it, they're spreading it to their classes potentially. Then you potentially have it. And you're spreading it to your classes. Everyone, everyone's connected in one way or another. So if they really want to get it down, you're just gonna stop school. There's yeah. no way to just stop the spread if people just start catching it like crazy. Yeah, I said it at the beginning. I think it's gonna be about a month from the start when we yeah. have to isolate again. It's mm-hmm. just bound. People are gonna get sick no matter yeah. what. You can't really stop it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right, as of now, I don't think the hospitals are too overwhelmed anymore, but still, it's just something we have to face. We're all going to get it eventually. They said that at the beginning. I still yeah. remember that. And I Yeah, I, I'd like to definitely... I like being in school, so I'd like to stay there, but I definitely feel like soon they're just going to think that it's too much and throw us back online. I find it especially interesting. What's your perspective on going back to school and all that, especially with working through the fire department and all that and kind of in that healthcare provider field, so, like setting? How do you feel about going back to school? I I mean, I, I like being at school. I mean, I'm, I'm a social person, but also I, I do a lot better face-to-face with teachers. So I, I definitely liked the idea of being able to go back. And I think it was interesting how they gave you options, whether you go back or you stay online for a grading period or you stay online the whole year. Um, that was definitely the right way to yeah, do it. I definitely think that was right. Um, as far as how they're going about it, I mean, you know, passing out hand sanitizer and giving out masks, you know, like, I mean, that's, that's cool and all. So I guess, it, it, you know, precaution. But I think that they, the whole, you need to wear a mask in the hallways and everything, and then you have a person that pulls it down, what if they have it? You know, they go to take a sip of water and it's like, oh, you're wearing a mask and then another person pulls it down. It's There's just too many things that could happen. I really think it's at the point where you just can't control it. It's just happening. It's yeah. gonna, everybody's gonna get it. Yeah, and I mean, whether whether it's good to get it and get over it, you know, that way you build up some sort of, you know, immunity, if you will. Um, I mean, if you don't, then it's like, you know, it's obviously pretty serious, but I mean, we don't know how it plays out. We don't know really anything about it other than how it spreads and what the symptoms are. I think at this point, we just have to take it day by day. And even at the beginning, you know, some people talked to me. They were like, Brian, why did you change your opinion on this virus? You were very concerned about it in the beginning, but now you feel very different about it. And I think it just as more information comes out, we learn more about it every day. Mm-hmm it may not be as severe as we originally thought, and it's okay to change a perspective based yeah. on that. So, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I don't really think much of it. I mean, people get sick, um, and then America becoming the epicenter of the world, I was like, well, go us, I guess. But um, my thing is people having a problem with masks. Like, it's not the end of the world. I don't. It really I isn't. Don't, my whole take on it, I know that anti-maskers and all that, they're classified as a whole movement now, mm-hmm. 
you know, people will compare them to anti-vaxxers and all that, and it's justifiable. I see it. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I see the concern, and I see the, you know, you're taking away my freedom, but it's like, really? Are you? If, if I go to a store without this whole pandemic, and they require shoes and exactly service, yeah, am exactly. I going to complain? Because it's up to the store. It's up to the store at the end of the day. If you're going to go in there and you're going to buy products from them, you have to respect their deals. It's not breaking the Constitution. Breaking the Constitution would be making you wear it in your own home. Yeah. Or out in public space. You know, unless you're in a huge crowd, I guess you can stretch it there. But at the store, it's up to the store. You have to respect that. It's not taking your rights away. When I work a 12 hour shift with a mask on, sitting there, going in and out of a big freezer, talking to customers all day, filling out orders, talking on the phone. I have no problem with it. You have people that wear a mask for 20 minutes and have to pull the thing down every time they talk because it's too hard to breathe. I just, it kind of aggravates me because it's like, I mean, think about the doctors that wear a mask for yeah. 24 hours straight in a surgery and because they're trying to help. Doctors someone. now are wearing N95s mm-hmm. consistently and, you know, I've gone seven hours wearing an N95 yeah. before. It is mm-hmm. not comfortable mm-hmm. at all. So if you're going to complain in a surgical mask or a buff, just suck it up. Yeah. The thing too is people wear them wrong. Like if you're going to wear a mask, you know, cover your nose and mouth. And then mm-hmm. you have people that pull it down or you have people that wear it beneath their nose or just put it on their chin and just pull it up if they need to. It's, I don't know. If you're out in public, like, you do you. If you're in your home, obviously you do whatever you want. But when you're in public, just, like, I guess just be respectful. Like, what's the point of getting into an argument about something? It's so, it especially something that little. Like, I don't care how diehard you are about believing it and all that. It it really doesn't matter. Just wear the mask, please. It's not it's, like this is going to go on for the rest of life. No, it's, it's not. I mean, even I was thinking, you know, how many more months am I going to have to wear this mask? I spent some money on a decent mask this week. It's supposed to ship in later this week. So I'm getting sick of wearing surgical masks. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, a nice cloth one to put right. on. But and that's what's up, too. People are like, oh, they don't fit my face. Find one. They're like two bucks. Go to the store and get the stuff to make one. I mean... No, I'm honestly surprised, though, especially at school. I was expecting a lot more kids to not really obey the mask mm-hmm. order, but they've been very good about it, I'm which only, I've only seen minimal one, enforcement. I've only seen one person not wearing a mask. Like, and at was, all? Or? Was, I mean, he didn't have one on when I saw him, but I, I heard he went to a couple other classes without it, got in trouble, but he's the only person I've seen without it. I've only heard one person getting yelled at for not having it on when they were drinking water, so... It's very interesting. It seems like people are very tolerant of it right now. It's, I mean, it's good. It's good thinking that like you know people at least have a little bit of care in what goes down, which is nice. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely good that people are taking some responsibility. But the whole COVID thing is, I hope it's on its way out yeah. soon. <laughs> Me too. I mean, there's. The vaccine isn't going to be the end all be all mm-hmm. with this thing. No yeah. matter what, I, it's really. I do believe that herd immunity is the way to go with this, mm-hmm. where it just needs to run through your system, get it out, protect the people who are vulnerable, and be, make smart choices. Well, here's the thing, too. We have a, let's say we have a vaccine coming out, and then a bunch of people get the vaccine, but you have people that don't want to get a vaccine because, you know, they don't believe in it. Same thing that happened. I mean, we, we have measles vaccines, measles vaccines, um, and then people decide, no, I don't want to vaccinate my kids, and then there's an outbreak up north. The fact that people still have measles, even though we've basically eradicated it at this point, just 
baffles we've, me. We've come pretty far. We got rid of smallpox. We figured out how to, you know, minimize the the effects of AIDS, HIV, and AIDS. You know, we still have the plague, but we're dealing with that, I guess. And then something like this comes along, and people don't want to give it a shot. It's just to me kind of dumb. Just go with it. Some of this stuff's pretty proven that it works. So. Well, I haven't. I, I suppose I've been lucky so far. I haven't gotten sick with it yet. I don't think there was a time in February where I thought I was like I was really sick in, back in February when this thing was first blowing up. But to look back and say, oh yeah, I definitely had it without me getting tested for antibodies and all, I can't say for no sure. There's no way to know. Another thing too is people the whole testing thing. It's like you have people that get a test in an hour, and then you have people that take a month to get results back. And people are, a lot of people are complaining, like, oh, it's insurance, oh, it's, it's, you pay more money for it. But in reality, if you go to one of these drive-up clinics that takes your test, you're expecting, oh, I'm going to get it back in two days. No, because they have to send your stuff off to a lab. The lab has to process it. Then they have to send it back. That could take two weeks. It just, all of this sounds like a logistical nightmare. That's all this is. It does not sound like fun at all. When you start thinking about all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, all the stuff, you know, that they have to do in the labs and send Mm -hmm. it back to you. I mean, hell, you think about how the United States Postal Service works in a day, how they operate in a day, it just, it strains your mind. It couldn't be me. It's, yeah, yeah, this whole thing, I mean, as bad as it is with people dying, um, whether it's from it or from it making other things that they already had more, you know, more pronounced. Um, as bad as that is, again, it's 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 bringing everything down with it, which yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't be doing. Something some virus shouldn't be able to crumble a world economy and people's views of their of everything that that's going on. It's just incredible. It, it happened though. It really happened. <laughs> it, it, it's it incredible. Happened. Looking back on this in the future will be very interesting to see where it goes. I can't wait to see 2020's chapter in the history books. <laughs> the A push free response question 20 years from now. How did coronavirus <laughs> change the United States? I get five pages about the what DBQ essay. <laughs> It'll be a rough one. No, it won't be me. It'll be my kids. If anything, <laughs> I, I I don't have to deal with that. I'm I'm done. I passed my A push exam. I'm all good. Good luck. And what'd you think about all the AP exams online? That I thought was interesting. Um, so I, I mean, I logged on every day to do it, and I was alone at the house, so it was pretty pretty easy. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind not going to some school to sit there and write out. On paper for two hours what I'm what I'm thinking about and then mm-hmm. go back home and do it again the next day so it was nice to be able to wake up and just go to my computer and do it there um, I definitely didn't like how we didn't have much interaction with people yeah um, again I'm a social person so I like being able to see my friends um, but honestly like I'm I, I can adapt to anything I, I really it wasn't a big deal it didn't bother me too much I passed all of my exams so I mean I don't, I don't have any complaints yeah, it, it's it is what it is. I, I know there's a lot of controversies, you know, surrounding it because they were charging full price for those exams yeah. and all that, and it wasn't exactly what was promised. And you know, there are videos on YouTube about it, very well done videos, mm-hmm. and more. They go in way more depth than yeah. I ever could on this. But. I feel like with that though, with with school administered tests like the SAT, like if you take it through the school, they pay for it do that once or twice a year or whatever with the AP exams as long as you sit for it they pay for it 
So with, with my thought was it wasn't out of my own pocket. So I mean, why why complain? I'm still getting this test. I'm still getting the credit for it. Yeah. Even if I'm doing it at my house. I know SATs, all that, all the testing right now is just such a mess. I took it last weekend at Dunedin High School. And I mean, How'd that go? What was their whole setup with that, with the social distancing and all that? It was, I mean, everyone, all the desks were spread apart as far as they could get to fit as many people as we had in there. Um, I mean, everyone had to wear masks, you know, you be mm-hmm. careful. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was fine. It went smoothly. Everyone was, everyone was good. I mean... I took the ACT back in July, and I'm trying to remember, like, late July, that was before the mandatory mask Mm -hmm. mandate happened. I don't think I wore a mask for that one, which is interesting. Now, looking back on it, I don't think I wore a mask for that. The teachers Mm -hmm. were wearing masks and all that. They took our temperatures, everything. Mm -hmm. They had an honor code, or not honor code, but honor system. Mm -hmm. Do you have COVID-19? Yeah. No. Okay, you can test now. Yeah, so the way they did it, at um, at least for where I was testing, they had posters everywhere where you were waiting in line to read through all these different things mm-hmm. um, and read the symptoms. And if you had any of those symptoms, you were supposed to say something. And they would take your temperature or whatever, take some precautions to have you test. Because I'm not paying 60 bucks to not test because I had a cough the other day. See, yeah, so. that that's a big problem with it. It's the honor system. Mm-hmm. You know, the honor system works if people were inherently good yeah but they're not yeah, not everyone's an amazing person so yeah it's just interesting to think about and all that i mean has anything affected you at the butcher shop because um for a while people thought that there was a meat shortage which was weird um so why I, was I, that I why did they think that that was that was probably june june through july i work at southern steer butcher on uh by curlew and 19 by the home depot so for a while, people, you know, spread the news that people that were processing the meat at the farms would get sick, and you know, you can only do so much with so few people, which was true. Um, so there wasn't a shortage as far as cattle; there was a shortage as far as meat processors, and that trickles down the line to our distributor not being able to get in as much product, and us not being able to get in as much product. So people thought, oh, there's not enough meat in the U.S. to go around for this long, so. Let's buy as much as we can, which oh, so they created this. There so, wasn't yeah. really a shortage, there was, but they created it the by demand, overbuying. It's kind demand, of like the hurricane. Yeah. So the demand in May, if that would have carried through the summer like it always does, it would have been fine. This there would be mm-hmm. no shortage. But June and July, when people started hearing, oh, people that process the meat are getting sick, so there's less of it, which wasn't true. There wasn't less of it. There just wasn't coming out as fast. Um, they decided let's bulk up on our stuff. Let's go buy as much as we can, freeze it, keep it for as long as we need. So that comes back on us. We sell bottom sirloin flat meat. It's, you know, marinated steaks. They're very good steaks too. I will say we're not sponsored by Southern Steer, but their steaks are are fantastic. Pretty, pretty good steaks. You know, I love this. But, um, whereas normally we'd get like six cases that are 60 pounds each for like a week. We had to order 11 for two days, and because people bought so much, we only got two in. Because That's interesting, yeah. Up with it. So we're sitting here. I've never seen it in the three years I've been there. We have an empty case because so many people bought all this stuff, and they're getting mad that we don't have it. I'm like, go tell the guy in the parking lot that just bought three months' worth of meat. Oh, yeah, that's what we saw with the toilet paper, too. It's mm-hmm. just amazing to me that, that toilet paper that went through a shortage. That made no sense to me. It, well, it makes sense, but at the same time... It doesn't, because it makes sense. Okay, a product 
for whatever reason, people expect there to be a shortage of mm-hmm. this product. For, for whatever reason, they just expect that. It's but like, I mean, I, I guess if it gives you the shits, I mean, go, good for you. But the thing yeah, is, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> so, I don't know. That made no it just, sense. They got, it's the scarcity. Mm-hmm. They thought that this product was going to be scarce for of all things. one reason or another. Of all things, toilet paper. I mean, That's you, the thing. That's where it makes sense as to where why it happened. But, not but why it was not, toilet paper yeah, not, specifically. Not what it was. I would get if it was like tissues, hand sanitizer, which it, it ended up turning into it hand sanitizer. Really, but it, question, it makes you question is we see it in Florida every time with the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. The water, gone. The gas, so, gone. That makes that, sense. Yeah, we need water perfect, to though. survive. Mm-hmm. We need gas to, to run, out, a generator. run a generator. Yeah, yeah. keep the freezer going. Exactly. When I, but, when I went to for Irma, my dad had us evacuate. And we had... A full tank of gas went straight up, um, got almost out of Florida, and then we had to stop up in North Florida for gas. And there was a two-mile line for this gas station. We waited in it for almost two hours. Two miles? It was That's very, incredible. a very long line on this two-lane road. So we get to the gas station, and there are cops. They're probably out by that, or oh, were the cops controlling there it? There were cops, yeah, limiting people because That's of how many interesting. people there were. So we got there, and we filled up. And as we were leaving, there were people fighting over who was next in line. Scrapping at yeah. the gas station so, parking lot. Like, with gas, I get it. You got it. You have to get out. Yeah. For a hurricane. With toilet paper, I get it. You know, who knows when you're going to be able to get back to the store. Your plumbing can still work. You still got to use the bathroom. But, like... Oh, yeah, 100%. I see that, for, yeah. For a virus? Oh, that that, that kind of threw me off. I found it interesting. Remember, about a year ago now, actually, um, Hurricane Dorian... Mm-hmm. It was supposed to happen in Florida, yeah. and I remember gas stations were everywhere, and this was really the first hurricane that I was driving during, where I'm like, oh shit, I gotta stretch out my gas another week. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I'm in Eastlake, the gas stations here don't have gas. Yeah. How am I gonna deal with this? And nothing ever ended up happening with that, and that was kind of funny how that there's a huge panic behind it, you know? Sometimes you can't go with the panic. Yeah. But other mm-hmm. times, it, yeah, I do agree, it is better to be... Better safe than sorry, but yeah. at the same time, what are you going to be sorry about? That you didn't have toilet paper for a day, and then you went back to the store and were able to buy it? Like, buy yeah. it a day. It's, I don't know. it's just interesting how all that happens. I, That's extremely weird, too. I wonder if that happened in every single industry, really. I mean, we, I sell, or working at my dad's business, we sell N95s, mm-hmm. KN95s, any, any mask you can imagine, we yeah. sell it. And... N95s were an extreme shortage for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then naturally other things start going out of supply to where spray bottles went completely out of stock mm-hmm. for about a month and a half recently. And it's incredible because I'm assuming, you know, for spraying antibacterial stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you have the spray bottles. Yeah. And they're gone. They're back now. N95s are slowly coming back, but... Another thing, too, about that with it hitting every industry, which I thought was weird. I bought a boat, and I went to go pick up my motor, and the salesman was talking to someone else about buying, like, a flat-bottom John boat. And he's like, we've had so many people come by them because they have nothing to do. Exactly. That the we boat don't industry. Have, and we won't have any until December. Mm-hmm. The I'm, boat industry is incredible it. right now. I was like, I was going to work, and I'm thinking, you know, we have people buying all of our meat. We can't keep it in. You have people buying masks, they can't keep them in, hand sanitizer, and boats. 
John Boats, of all things, are going out of stock because people decide they want something to do during the rest of the summer. They, they weren't going to limit you if you went out on your boat. They're not going to stop you or anything. Because, you know, they even... I was in California this summer, mm. and some of the best surf breaks in the world out there, it's incredible. We went up to Newport Beach, and amazing... There's like 12-foot waves up there, mm. man. It's incredible. And there's surfers out there just absolutely shredding these waves, you know? Mm. We're sitting up on a bluff watching us from maybe half a mile out. Mm. And you can see him just absolutely getting his stuff. And we eventually see two patrol boats come in and round up all the surfers and make them leave. Really? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, how... These guys are at least 30 feet apart mm. from each other. I don't think they're spreading the virus out there yeah. surfing. Maybe that's better for them. It's... That's... It's incredible. See, stuff like that makes no sense. But that that's stupid. That's it makes me wonder why out there they're limiting the surfers, but here, you know, go on your boat, that's fine. Yeah. I mean Boat yeah. industry though, boat industry is doing very well because mm-hmm. of it. If anything, they're doing amazing because of it. Boat industry I mean, with so at the butcher shop, yeah, we're running out of meat, but every time we had it in we sold it. And yeah. We were we were doing pretty well. We still are. I mean it's it's this time of year, last year, was not as busy as it is now. Oh, I can imagine. So it's nice to see I'm getting more hours. I mean, the shop's making more money. So it's it's nice to see. Um, but at the same time, it's just it has me thinking, like, what's going through people's heads? Like, what do they think's going to happen? I mean, this is the time to buy a boat for whatever reason. I mean, at my work, we sell to a lot of boat builders. And these guys are going crazy with boats right now. They're building so many to the point where they have to limit how many people, like, Mm-hmm. consult them to get a boat it's incredible and it's we're doing very well off at you know my mm-hmm. work because of it it's just it's sometimes better to have a supply I mean mm-hmm. gloves we sell gloves basically any PPE you could imagine first we got hit by the N95s yeah. back in February those were gone mm-hmm. then that turned into the suits mm-hmm. the micropore suits yep. those were gone then it turned into gloves mm-hmm. gone and we slowly get the supply back, and now we're trying to keep up, man. Mm-hmm. It's stressful at yeah, times. It really it definitely is. is. I mean, I, I, I feel for, like, small businesses, too. Like, I mean, we have two stores, but then, you know, I mean, your dad's doing fine with, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's at least trying to keep up. But then you have people that shut down for a little bit, and now they can't open back up because, you know. They just can't the pay the bills. The there, yeah. but the supply is not. Yeah. It's... I mean, that's kind of limiting yourself to one commodity. You can't really do that. Yeah. It's not really sustainable in the long run when you're talking business. It's, I mean, it's how capitalism goes normally, but it's being sped up. Like, one business fails and another takes its place, but yeah, this definitely isn't the way it was supposed to go down. No, it's it's interesting to see how... I, I'm more interested in what our perspective will be on all of this mm-hmm. in maybe 10 years' time. You yeah. know? This, is, this really is the kind of thing that would get... In an AP U.S. history mm-hmm. like exam, oh, yeah. like you would see a question about coronavirus yeah. like thirty years from now. This will definitely be in there. This whole year, everything that's gone down, the year, everything. I mean, everything the from twenty twenty is a it's a hell of a year for all of the mm-hmm. wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Action packed. Well, action packed as action packed as you can get. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first there was little to no action when everyone's locked up, mm-hmm. and now that's a whole other thing. Now we don't need out. to discuss that. But it's interesting to see where this will go. Yeah, I, just, I don't like how lately people can't adjust to things. It seems like everyone, like, for some reason they were fine with their entire lives until 2020, 
and then one bad thing happens and it's like I can't I can't do anything else like I mean I moved around a lot as a kid mm-hmm. um, I was I mean I, I got used to it I went to three different middle schools I, I made a lot of friends lost a lot of friends yeah. um, and I mean I, I think that kind of made it easier for me to go go with the flow of things oh you gotta wear a mask okay whatever oh you don't have to wear a mask okay cool um, you gotta go to school and do these certain things alright whatever I'm at least I'm learning something so I don't like how maybe it's just my personal experiences with it that made it easier but like people can't adjust to anything now you tell someone oh it'd be really cool if you wore a mask for other people's safety that'd be really awesome no I, I can't do that it, it's it's stressful on me or I don't want I just don't want to do it so that's why I will never work retail. I couldn't do that to myself because the amount of disrespect you get mm-hmm. from customers there. I mean, you're just trying to do your job mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, you're making, you know, nine fifty mm-hmm. an hour. You want to get your money. You know, you want to grind hard, get your money, mm-hmm. go home, enjoy the rest of your day. But you got somebody yelling at you because you told them to put a mask on because that's what your boss mm-hmm. tells you to do. I, I have. Yeah, we told we tell people, hey, can you put a mask on? If not, can you wait outside at least until every customer clears out? We get people getting mad at us. I'm like, I'm, Even, yeah, I'm, at like, that point you're compromising. There's I'm, no reason they should be mad. It's oh, wait outside. You know, I mean, you don't have to wear it. Just make sure there's nobody I'm trying, else in there. I'm trying to save you from getting fined. I'm trying to save my my store from getting shut down because we're not complying with the CDC yeah. guidelines and the county mandate. And at the same time, I have people while I'm doing my job that are getting mad at me for doing it wrong. This lady got mad like at me because I got her a pound of steak, and she goes, "That doesn't look like a pound." Are you serious? We have, we have scales. We have very expensive. Scales. So you're telling me the number was literally right there it was, on it the was, scale. It was a little over a pound, just under a pound and a quarter. And I, I look at her and I said, "I, I didn't invent weight." Yeah, and that's she why I'd look her in the like eye. That. I'd take a knife, just cut that shit she right there, make it a pound exact. She take the extra weight. Did not like me saying that I did not invent weight. She hated that. She was very mad. And whatever, I mean, like you, you need to be able to adjust one, not only to this whole virus thing, but to people as well. Everyone's changing lately. So like you can't go into something expecting people to be the exact same. You're going to kind of for a little while at least cater to how they are. I mean, everyone's handling this stuff differently. So maybe she was having a bad day, but it happens. Every now and then you do have a bad day. Yeah, and I, I can see. I, I had a couple bad days last week, but mm-hmm. it really it doesn't matter so much if you fall down. It's more so how you pick yourself yeah. back up mm-hmm. on those days. I mean, if I'm, I might be happy in the morning. I might be super down in the afternoon, and at it night just I'm, happens. I'm you going wild. You it. know, like it's just I don't bring other people down with me. I can't let yeah. that happen. I show up to work. I'm always in a bad mood because. I just don't like showing up to work. Once I get there, though, I'm, I'm fine. It's just I don't bring other people down with me because then i got to sit there with it. And then it's like, what's the point of making someone's mood go bad? Yeah, and just one of the it, worst things you can do is you can just let one little event, one little isolated event throughout your day absolutely ruin the rest of it and determine the course of the rest of it. It's And it, it happens sometimes. You know, you can't do anything to control it, but, like, what what's the point of making other people feel that yeah, there's there's no point if everybody has their own demons you mm-hmm. don't need to you know kind of project them on yeah. somebody now, else I mean, there's no reason i'm not saying like you need to treat everyone like you know they have the worst things going on in their life but like right now especially it's a big time for people to change you know again people are still adjusting so like 
I don't think I don't think people should be getting as mad as they are at people for doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Unless it's wearing a mask, you should be doing that, I guess. But uh, it's just times have very quickly changed from everyone. Yes, they, it's the shock of we, it that has everybody just so quickly, abruptly. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember walking from third period to fourth period back on the last day of school last year. We didn't even know it was going to be the last day of school mm-hmm. last year for spring break. I look at my friend Aaron, I'm like, you know Aaron. Yeah. I look at Aaron, I'm like, you know, this is probably going to be the last day we're here for a long time. Mm-hmm. And little do we know, we go back in August. I, from March to August, nothing. I mean, yeah, like a lot of, I look at how the world's changed since, you know, it went from China being the center of it to, you know, having a couple of cases here, Italy shooting up in the ranks, America shooting up in the ranks, mm. and now it's just, it's all over, and life's kind of going back to normal, which is good. Very slow. I mean, you still have states that are locked down mm-hmm. right now. California, New York, they're still locked down yeah. where we were months ago. It's, so yeah, I mean, like Florida, Florida hasn't done much to... To uh, you know, slow the spread. Other than most counties mandating the that mass, you wear masks, but like, yeah. well, we've been doing a lot of testing, which is good. Seeing that our yeah. numbers are going up, but um, I think it's not so much. You know, th- this could be considered a major negative event. Like oh, sure. right now, the, the the coronavirus is a major negative event. It's not so much. Oh, it happened. It's more so how you use it to better mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went into work, I did a lot more hours. Yep. I saved up a ton of money during this time period to make sure I'm ahead when it's over. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you can't just sit there and be like, I mean, I even see it. so many people are slacking on college applications right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't really been on it, yeah. but I've, I've done some, you know, Common App and all that, but the people who are saying... I'll take care of this, you know, once this is all over, once mm-hmm. things go back to normal. Oh, I'll take my SAT when things go back mm-hmm. to normal. I'll go back to work when things go back to normal. Mm-hmm. You're was, limiting yourself. You should be out there responding. We were supposed to take the SAT, like, the end of March at school. And then we go on spring break, and we're supposed to take it the week we get back. And then they're like, by the way, we're not doing that anymore. We're not going to come back to school till August. So I had to take it upon myself to... Once the testing centers opened up, you know, go sign up to take the test. I need to take the ACT. I need to get my results yeah. back before I can even start applying, though. That's the thing. It's my first time taking it. Yeah, so I know. I need to sign up for the next, like, four. It's where we had it all planned out back then, and this mm-hmm. happened, which brings me into what I was about to talk about, the volunteer hours. Did mm-hmm. you know they're still required? They're still requiring the full yeah. 200 for our medical. So, with mine... I mean, you need the 100 for medical and the 100 for Brett Futures. I, I know you're set. You're so, the yeah. firefighter. So, I know you're set. So, I mean, I have my hours, but at the same time, I see I see both sides of like, damn, I need my hours done. I don't know why they're requiring that. But we've also had three years to do it. You need that's them by graduation true. day. That's very true, yeah. So, with, that's my thing. I mean, for Bright Futures, you might want it before that. That way you can show colleges this so many hours I have. But like in the end, it's like, I started graduating, or I started um, volunteering right out of eighth grade with yeah. the fire department and stuff like that so I mean I, I I had that time knowing that I would need to do it because it wasn't a surprise to me when I showed up the first day of school and they're like by the way you need these hours yeah so it's just interesting to me though I had my hours if corona didn't happen people didn't you know shut down my hours would be done right mm-hmm. now they would every week I can tell you I was working very hard to get those done and mm-hmm. they all got put on hold and now I'm just infinitely more stressed out mm-hmm. because of it now oh 
yeah, I, I can't, you know, spend this Saturday morning, you know, doing SAT prep. I have to go volunteer now mm-hmm. where it should have been done. Yeah. Like two months ago. Yeah. But I see definitely like if you if you have someone that was at a steady, steady pace and they still hadn't reached their hours yet by now and they might not be able to. I can see waiving certain things like that. I can't see. Waving. I think that's what they said. Mm-hmm. According to one of the guidance counselors, they said that. They're going to work closely with every, you know, senior this year to make sure they can get as close to their hour requirements as possible. And so long as they intended to finish them and they were working on them to finish them. With a school of our size, working closely, it means sending an email to your class. Yeah, or a Zoom meeting. mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that could be done differently. You hear that working closely with everything when they were going to send us back to school or when they were going to decide whether they closed school down because they said sure they're working very closely with the Florida Department of Health. Mm-hmm. I thought I muted that notification. That's <laughs> so unfortunate. I don't know why it didn't save that setting. Some colleges sent me an email. <laughs> we want you, please. Please come to our school, please. Where are you applying? Um, I'm thinking right now, obviously, the Florida schools, UF, probably UM, you know, mm-hmm. Like UCF as a safety, where I really want to apply to is um, UCSD, University of California, San Diego, out west. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use Berkeley as a reach, and I'll probably go for UNC too because mm-hmm. my dad went there. Yeah, I I like to stay in state for sure, but it all depends on the expenses. Yeah. I mean, I'm applying at UF. That's that's my number one. That's been my goal since I was a kid, um, but. UF, FSU, um, UM, UCF as a back if I really need it. Um, but I do want to do UNC, either Charlotte or Asheville, because I mean, my uncle lives up in Charlotte, and I have a bunch of friends that were Who knows, Asheville. we may be going to UNC yeah. together, depending on where we get in. Hurry it up. I really do want to go to UCSD or somewhere out in California. Mm-hmm. I toured a, the UCSD, or not toured toured in quotes walk, walk through it. I, I walked through it yeah mm-hmm. you know they aren't doing the tours because of the corona and all that it looked like a very beautiful campus mm-hmm. they have hospitals there full hospitals mm-hmm. where they're training people I mean man the physics building is looking right over the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. in La Jolla and right down the beach there man you can surf mm-hmm. like some of the best breaks in the world and I think being able to surf and then go to a class is mm-hmm. it very much proves that the American dream is alive and alive and well <laughs> Yeah, I um with with UF. I mean, obviously, I I like to go there. It's, it's you, know, you hear UF, you're like, oh, you, you probably did pretty good. It's cool to get in there. Yeah. Um, I'm doing my EMR, my emergency medical responder uh, certification, as well as my EKG technician. Yeah. Um, and with that, I can get a job at a hospital, sitting there watching monitors and making sure people aren't dying on my watch, as and getting paid. You get to feel good about yourself for doing it, too. You you get that moral licensing. At UF, they have Shands. uh, Shands Hospital, which is one of the Uh best, one of the top-ranked ones in the country, if not the world. Um, They had, I'm not sure what the exact number was, 12, 15 of their different programs ranked in the top 50 in in the world. And just just that hospital, it was the most out of any hospital. Um, It's a teaching hospital, too, so you have a a lot of learning going on. So, I mean, I can be doing school and then work in a hospital setting where I'd like to be, or pre-hospital setting where I'd like to be up there and be getting experience at the same time as I'm getting a degree. So, yeah, and you said you wanted to do, the, I know we talked about this earlier, you wanted to do the fire department. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I used to want to do neurosurgery, but I'm I'm thinking. Right? <laughs> what pulled you away from neurosurgery? What well, was it? As much as I love school, uh, twelve years after high school is a lot. That's a lot, and it's expensive. Uh, it's expensive. It's very expensive. I'd pay off my loans eventually, for sure. Yeah. But I I kind of had to juggle it. Like, is it really worth missing out the best part of my life for a job that might pay back my student loans one day? And do I want to be doing one thing every day for the rest of my life? It's very true. The one time I went to, um, it was, was it Baker? No, no, it was Mies Countryside. I went there on a clinical shadow through the medical program and all that. And we got to go to the, you know, what's it called? The one wing, the OR. Yeah, it was the OR experience of what it was, Mm -hmm. the operating room. And we got to, you know, watch some surgeries happening Mm -hmm. and all that from behind the doors. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, these guys are standing here for how many hours a day just doing the surgery. Every little detail has to be precise when they're doing the surgery. I, I, I respect the precision, yeah. but I don't want to be on my feet for 12, 13 hours mm-hmm. a day. It's just not worth it's, it. It's me. cool for sure. If I, the only, if I were to do that, I mean, obviously neurosurgery would be cool. Stressful, very stressful. Um, but I couldn't sit there and take out an appendix every day for the rest of my life. That's just boring. Yeah, I, I mastered it. I couldn't it, do it. I the only, couldn't do it. The only thing I can think of is being a trauma surgeon. If I want something... You would see new, some shit doing you that. Would you would shit. see some shit. Everything's new. Every Everyone's different. And They're built different. To, they aren't built different. I'd have to be somewhere busy. I'd have to be yeah. in New York or California. Because here in Florida, yeah, we have some bad stuff that happens. But like, it's nothing crazy. Or over, who knows, I'd go to medical school and enlist in the army. You see stuff every day there. People, soldiers getting shot, soldiers getting blown up, stuff like that. And I'd feel like I'd make a difference. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't I don't like the desert. I don't, I don't <laughs> it gets hot that. in the desert. It does, it gets it does hot. get a little warm. I don't know how much I enjoy that. I've thought about doing the Air Force, because you know I fly and all that, and I've decided I don't want to fly for a career, because at the end of the day, if you're flying a 737, you're a bus driver. Yep. You're a very cool bus mm-hmm. driver, but you are a bus driver. Yep. That is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And even flying, you know, when I'm up with my instructor and all that, going up to, say, Brooksville, that's about an hour and a half flight from mm-hmm. Clearwater to Brooksville. An hour and a half there and back. Maybe, maybe less, depending on what your tailwind is. Mm-hmm. But you run out of shit to talk about yep. in the cockpit very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do. It's not... Because you gotta, you know, you gotta be professional and all that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, you can't talk about, you know, anything. You can't certain things, yeah. on certain things that shall not be named just yet. Yeah, You can't just be like... I don't know, man. You know, I, I bought these, like, shirts last mm-hmm. week. Uh, I'm going to see how they... You know, you, you can't, like, just go into tangents like that. But Unless you know the person really well. Yeah. And there's no... It's hard to, in a professional setting, to sit there and, and that's the thing, have a conversation. Like move that. your... You know, your pilot in command. You're the captain. They move your co-pilot around. You're a different mm-hmm. guy every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's up? I, I saw you three months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's... How are like, kids? You know, yeah, you run out of very quickly if you're not close with them. You very quickly run out of mm-hmm. stuff to talk about in that cockpit, and it's. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit for yeah. you know eight hours a day. Which I guess where if you're 
sir, if you're doing surgery, you're at least yeah. standing for eight yeah. hours a day. You at least have that going for you. Yeah. But I don't know. If anything, I've learned that part of the medical field just is not for me. That's, That's just why I like not what I'm interested in. Pre-hospital life support. You know, going to the scene, picking this person up, you know, bringing him there. Um, whether it's just someone that's sick. I mean, I've ran calls on people with the flu because they wanted to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, rather than going to their doctor and getting Tamiflu. So, I mean, we go, mask up, glove up, mm-hmm. help them into an ambulance, take them to the hospital. And then I've also ran calls on people that get hit in a car, get T-bone on US-19, roll out of US-19, and then we pick them up. They can't remember who they are, where they're at, or what happened. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some straight crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, what is so, the craziest thing you've seen if you had the, if you could even put, you know, um, that I in the perspective? that when I uh, was riding, it was a 16-hour day. That's um, exciting. Yeah, so normally the hours are 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for when, when you're, you're supposed to, for me, being yeah. able to ride there. Um, they work 24-hour shifts, but we're not supposed, we're not allowed to say 24 hours. So I was riding with my dad, and it was an eventful day. I got there at 8. Um, I did CPR in the morning on a man in his home, um, which was very, obviously, eventful um, at 8.45. It kind of, it, it was very It exciting. hits different, it CPR hit, at 8.45. It it's hit different. different. Um, so, you know, that was fun. We went from there. We went and did some boat training. Um out in the water for about two hours, um, taking some drone shots of the boat yeah. for the county. Went from there, ran, we had uh, a BS car accident, which was nothing. And then we were just kind of busy. It was at the slowest station. We were, we were mm-hmm. pretty busy that day. Um, I took a nap, and then me and my dad went from one station. We switched with one of the lieutenants to another station, to the main, the busiest station. And then we ran a flu call. Um, and as we were leaving the building of the flu call, um, all the other units in Palm Harbor got a car accident, trauma, two trauma alerts. So that means that they take two ambulances and drive them straight down south to Bayfront. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't put on the call, but we were the closest unit. So we put our, we were able to put yourself on the call. So we put ourselves on it, got dressed really quick, um, outside of, in the rain, standing outside of the fire engine, getting dressed in all of our gear to go to the, the, the car wreck. And we pull up, there was a chief there and then one Sunstar unit. And this guy was found up on his dashboard because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And he T-boned. He got to wear the seatbelt, man. He got to wear the seatbelt. He was across his dashboard, whole windshield cracked. His truck was like leaning up against a tree. And the lady he T-boned was her car, the trunk and like the back area was up pressed against the back of the driver's seat. Wow. So she was lucky to be alive. She had no visible... Like nothing visible was wrong with her. She couldn't remember. Oh, she got very lucky. Then. She got lucky with that. That's yeah, that's she extremely lucky. Couldn't remember her name, the president, the year, um, or where she was. We asked her what she was doing an hour before, and she's like, "Oh, I was at my boyfriend's house." We're like, "Do you know what just happened?" She's like, I, "Am I at my boyfriend's house?" Like freaking out. So we, uh, you know, we took them both of them, lights and sirens, straight down south because we were supposed to set up a landing zone for the helicopter. Yeah. But the helicopter pilots. Um, have the 
it was raining, they yeah. probably if, called it off. It's, it's too even, bad. Some pilots will, you know, they like to live a little dangerously. But if it's some of them, if it's even drizzling or there's a chance mm-hmm. of it drizzling, they won't fly at all. Dude, you can't. Yeah, especially with me flying, I can confirm that, man. You don't play with the weather because mm-hmm. it can change so quickly. You can go up, you know, and it's a little drizzle, you know, some scattered clouds and all that, scattered storms and all that. But, you know, if you get a bad ceiling or it starts to get really bad, you mm-hmm. don't fly a single-engine plane or helicopter in that. It's just yeah. too dangerous. Yeah, so it was it was interesting because, I mean, as a, you know, me being me, I'm not allowed to go in the helicopter with them. It's already cramped as it is with two people yeah. in the back, so with a patient as well. Um, so it was, it was nice being able to get the experience of, like, taking a trauma alert and going down south we got to Bayfront in record time St. Pete so, road trip yeah it was that nice was a, I, I did one of those last Saint night actually <laughs> so it was uh, it was nice Bayfront has uh, their their EMS room a lot of hospitals do yeah which is you go in and they have snacks so I got a nice Cuban Free sandwich food, yeah I got a Cuban sandwich and a nice large Sprite to eat on the way back so it was that was a cool day I, I rode for another four hours after that um, That's a way to get your volunteer hours yeah, done so very, six, very quickly. 16 in one day, 8 a.m. to midnight, which was a very busy day at two different stations. That was that was the craziest day I've ever had. Yeah, I can imagine you went home and you slept like a rock. Mm-hmm. I went home, slept, and then two days later I rode again and did it again. <laughs> Duty never ends mm-hmm. when you're... That's definitely... It's an interesting path, too, mm-hmm. to take to experience all that, especially at such a young age, mm-hmm. to you know see what you've seen already. I mean... That's do CPR on somebody. Did the guy make it? No. Sadly, he did So, you, you witnessed death that I did too. Then. Yeah, it's, um, that's incredible. Which is like, not whatever. Cause, you know, it sucks that he died. Yeah. But, oh well, I'm sorry. It I happens. I, we tried. We did. We tried everything. We um, worked him longer than the county requires you to. So yeah. So, we, we, were, we were doing everything we could, but it's life. Oh, we just talked about all this death and gloom mm-hmm. through the fire station and all that. What's the funniest thing you've seen? I'm just interested. Um, Does anything funny happen with all that death there yeah, for you? Um, we, uh, it was my third time ever riding, and we went to a diabetic emergency. This guy had his leg amputated years before because mm-hmm. of, you know, diabetes. Um, and, you know, we're talking to him. We had to bring him to the hospital, and he had some, the ladies that lived in the apartment above him, or his caretaker, and you know we're we're helping him in the ambulance and everything. We couldn't find his leg anywhere. His legs is gone. So I'm walking out, me, you know, being clueless, not knowing where I'm going. You know, I'm uh-huh. wearing my my uniform looks like theirs. So yeah, you know, blue blue pants, blue shirt with you know. So it looks like you, you're supposed to know what you're yes, doing. I was wearing a hat that said Palmer Fire Rescue because of my hair. My dad doesn't like me having my hair out all over. Um, so I'm wearing the hat, and this lady walks up behind me and, like, taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around, and she's holding this dirty prosthetic leg, <laughs> and it has a little blood on it and everything. She's like, here's his leg, and hands it to me. And she's like, okay, bye, and walks back into the apartment. <laughs> so I'm sitting here holding this leg, like, not knowing what's going she on. She just left you with the and leg. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just so standing funny. here, and I hear, like, a banging on a window. And I turn around to look at the fire engine, and one of the lieutenants is sitting there banging on the window, and he can see him pull his phone out and take a picture of me holding the leg, and I look like clueless. I look like a deer in headlights, and I'm just standing there with it. So I I walk up to the ambulance, I open the side door, and I throw it inside (laughs) and slam it, and then I ran back to the engine and took my gloves off and sat in there. I just thought about, you just processed what just happened. Yeah, I was like, I really just held this man's gross, bloody, dirty leg. 
So that was that was. Um, he was he used that to walk. That he, he, yeah, you he held did. a leg. You can say that. As far as as far as like events, that was probably one of the funnier ones. Um, things that were said. I'm not. Oh, gonna, I, I'm I not gonna get into. Yeah, but, I can imagine. But uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a very fun place to be. I will say a lot of a lot of good conversations and very funny things go down in the fire station it kitchen. Depends on how you build the relationships mm-hmm. with people. You know, I I've always firmly believed you put you know you get out of work what you put into mm-hmm. it. If you go to your job and you hate it, you absolutely hate it. You make no effort to make connections. I mean, hell, you can even see it with school. If you sit there headstrong at your desk all day. I'm here to work, I'm here to work, I'm here to do yeah, school work, I'm going to make no effort to talk to anybody else. Man, you know, What's you're, you're, yeah, you're sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. at that point, you're robbing yourself of the experience, you know, yeah. if you're the kind of person where you're like, I'm going to wait for somebody to talk to me, I'm never going to be the one to do it on my own, yeah. you're, you're doing something wrong. I, uh, the thing is, it's like with the fire department, if you work 24 hours and then you have 48 off. You live a third of your life, a third of your adult life with these guys. Yeah. The same guys, whether you get moved around a little bit, for the most part, it's the same guys. You all know each other. I mean, especially at a department like Palm Harbor, mm-hmm. it's four stations and three shifts, maybe 60 guys employed at the, at yeah. the most. So it's like you're close to these guys. So you definitely... You build the relationship mm-hmm. as you go. Yeah, exactly. Especially working at a station with three people where it's just a lieutenant, a driver, and the firefighter in the back. It's like... You definitely get close to these two guys that you're yeah. living your life with. The that's the thing. You it's just a cold hard fact of life that when you get older and you get a legitimate job and you're working, however many hours a week, you are gonna be at your work more than you're gonna be with your family. Oh, yeah. You're gonna spend more time at work in your life than mm-hmm. you will with your family. You gotta do something you enjoy. And if mm-hmm. you don't necessarily enjoy it, you can change that. You're and that's what people don't realize that that you can change that. You can make the relationships better. You mm-hmm. know you. You can actively play a role in your life. You don't have to sit there and be complacent about it. Yes, I, and I, I think that people, especially like older generations now, it's like there's a lot more options for us as younger people to do. But yeah. People had to get complacent because there really wasn't a lot. I mean, now there's so many things with technology and stuff. Now it's like I don't have to be doing the same thing all the time. Man, it's hard for me to pick a college major. I have, There's so many choices. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to school for. Yeah. I mean, I want a degree, but... You know. I, I've considered astrophysics and all that because I'm very passionate about, you know, science and all mm-hmm. that. I'm, I'm very passionate about that kind of stuff. But it's a commitment. It's yeah. saying, I am going to spend my life doing this. That's... It, it's a... It's a big yeah. bite yeah. to chew. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to take in. School, school especially. Like, I don't, I don't know what I want to major in. I don't know what I want to minor in. It's okay. It's okay not to know that yet. You gotta figure it out eventually. <laughs> figure it out. But hell, you could be two years in the college and you still don't know. Mm-hmm. But you, you gotta figure it out quickly if you don't want to lose <laughs> money. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I don't like losing money. Yeah, at all. It's I like making it's it. it's a bad feeling to mm-hmm. lose money over something, especially something stupid. Something yeah, something controllable. Yeah, something like that you could have, <laughs> something that you could have made an active choice in to where you wouldn't lose money. Mm-hmm. For example, maybe it wasn't the best idea to spend one hundred fifty dollars on shirts last week, especially yeah. after I'm in the hole with all this podcast. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that wasn't the best idea. 
Yeah, we'll see how I look you, in the shirts, uh, but you guys, as my friends, you all know my my money spending habits. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're you're they're, you're, they're not very um, good about that. And I mean, as much as as much as I love spending money on people, you know, um, I like buying people food. Dude, it's almost where with me and money, it's almost where I'm more hesitant to spend money on myself than I am on somebody else, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. It's it's. For me, especially when I first got my debit card and threw it in my Amazon account, mm-hmm. it was I was getting something almost every day shipped to the house. I mean, that's the thing. Out of my <laughs> it's really bad. out of my um, what you call it, my email at SPC and all that, mm-hmm. I get Prime Student, dude. It's nice having something delivered in <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It um, for a while, like my Amazon Prime account was the only expense I had monthly. That's what I'm afraid. That's why I don't want to pay for it because I feel like, okay, what if I don't buy something from Amazon this month? Well, it's ten dollars. I just yeah. is it ten dollars? I don't even know how much. Uh, it is. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen dollars right there for if you're buying a lot absolutely of stuff, nothing. Good job, but like I, I was, I, was point, I got my money worth. Okay, at that point you're paying them to spend money. <laughs> you are paying them yeah. to spend your own money. It's just incredible to me. Yeah, it was. That was a that was a bad time. Freshman year was really bad for money for my bank account. Oh, I know. When I first got my card and all that, dude, I was terrible, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible, terrible about spending money. I'm good now, for the most part. Relatively, yeah, like, I'm I'm relatively good. Compared to this time last year, I've I've got more money than I than I did. Um, I don't have a lot to show for how how much work I've done in the past three years, but I'm doing I know, better. Man, I know it's. I've been all over the place. My expenses recently, just between hobbies and all that, I mean, just, I got podcast gear mm-hmm. set up now. I'm doing a podcast now. I mean, it's... You are. We, better than now. spending it on, like, heroin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs. That's true. My, my parents were like, Evan, you're spending a lot of money. I could be doing. I could be doing a lot worse things with my money. I've used the "I could be doing drugs right now" mm-hmm. argument a lot, or I could be drinking alcohol mm-hmm. right now, Dad. Like... Hey, that's the person not. That's the person not doing this. Yeah, you can use it as a defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm buy a sixty dollar knife for the butcher shop. <laughs> Two of them back to back, and my dad's like, "Are you seriously spending money?" I'm like, well, "At least it's not. At least it's not drugs, Dad. My bad." Not, drugs are not yeah, the way to go, not, man. They're they're, they're just not the way. I've always been firm mm-hmm. on not messing with any of that stuff. I mean, you do you, I guess. It's yeah. your life. I'm not gonna tell you how to. Live yeah. It. I just, Which, that's respectable. I, I don't. That. My thing is, I don't like being around people that are like, like if you're if you're directly, like if it directly affects where, me through you. Yeah, where I have a problem with it is if you make it your personality. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. If you don't have a genuine personality, so you just kind of go with. I do. Drink. I smoke. Oh, yeah, I smoke. I guys, I smoke. Guys, I smoke. Guys, guys, guys. Please give me attention. Like, I smoke. That's, that's cool and all, I guess. But I mean, couldn't yeah. be me. I like. I don't have a problem with. You know, like weed, but I don't. I don't have a problem if that people do it. I don't, I don't either. People, yeah. people are, I I don't do it personally, yeah. and if you do it, man. Okay, that that's up it's to just, you. I mean, when people it's just that not are me. when people that are close to me that I like see every day, mm-hmm. when it's like they they act a certain way, they act differently, and it it I don't like it. I like how people are. I like being in the moment and knowing what's going on. Yeah. So when it affects me, it's like okay, like you know that that'd be cool if it stopped, but I mean if you you know if it's 
Like if, I'm, if someone I have in a class and it's like, oh, they're hot, it's like, all right, well, that's their choice. They're, they're the ones that are losing out on what's going yeah, on right it's now. it's up to them. That's always and, been what I believe, too, with just basically anything. You can believe whatever you want to, man, so long as it doesn't directly affect me. With drinking, too, it's like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to pour you a drink. I'm not going to put it in your hand. I'm not going to tell you to do it. Yeah. But hey, if you if you need me to pick you up because you don't want to drive, that's a smart choice. Don't drive drunk. Absolutely, yeah. I'm there. But Yeah, absolutely. I, if somebody makes a stupid choice and they say, "Hey, Brian, can you help me get out of this?" For sure, man. I'm not going to think any less of you for it. No, I'm not going to think less of you because it's like especially in that situation. It's like you're being a better person by not putting yourself in a situation yeah. where you could hurt yourself or others. It's I lo- I'm a healer. <laughs> I'm a therapist, guys. Um, I don't have a degree. Um, I didn't go to college for. I, a I do something nice every now and I give people advice, guys. I'm basically a therapist. I watched a couple YouTube videos in my time. I think I got it. I'm well qualified, guys. Trust me. I'm very good at what I do. Give me a call. Just any time of day, guys. You, you crashed your car. I can give you a ride home. I can give you a ride home. I, I can't do much else besides that. I'm not helping anything else after that, but I'll give you. I'll get you home. What, you want me to uncrash your car? <laughs> I, I can't do that. I'm not an insurance company, so I can't do much. Like, I don't know, it's just, yeah, when people make it their personality, it's like, okay, cool. That, that's like, when I, I have a, yeah, well, yeah. it's necessarily a problem, no. it's just, it kind of why bothers me for whatever reason. It's, it's, just, it's confusing. It's like, it, I, you, I think that's most of it, yeah, it's just confusing. What do you get out of telling me that all you do is drink or smoke? What are you, what are you getting at here? Yeah, like... Especially if I don't necessarily view them as positive actions mm-hmm. to begin with. What are you getting at? Like, I mean, if you make it your personality that you go volunteer every day right after school till your bedtime at an animal Cool, shelter. bro. Blog it. Like, I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like, that's something cool. I'm not yeah, that's good for you, man. But I don't need to tell you that. But then if it's like if you sit there and tell me that, so yeah, yeah, oh, I volunteer at an animal shelter. Okay, cool. Yeah, I that's sit cool. There I, uh, that's nice of you. Yeah. I, I smoke every cent I can just, <laughs> I just to feel paycheck something. I paycheck to paycheck because like, okay, of my I'm, smoking habits. I'm, I'm sure there's something else you can do to feel something, but like, oh, good good for you, I guess you found your thing. I'm not going to sit there and talk to you about it any more than I would or any less than I would talking about this guy's the best person in the world. I mean, if you cure cancer, come talk to me. I'm, I'm down it's, to have a conversation, but... <laughs> Eddie, yeah, but come on the show. If you cure cancer, come on my show. That's the secret. But like, I mean... Okay, cool. That's your personality, I guess. I don't really want to get to know you because of that. I like to make my own. You have to make your own judgments on people. Yeah, you, you know, you look at somebody. And I'm I'm usually pretty good about reading people. There are some people who elude me that I just can't read. But for the most part, I can read you without knowing that you work at an animal shelter eight hours a day. I, I don't need that. If you're if you're a good enough person, I bet I can figure it out without knowing your accomplishments. It's it's the show don't tell mm-hmm. principle where. By your actions, you show that you're a good person. Not by, you know, saying, look, guys, I care about this. Guys, guys, I care about this. I'm a good person. It's show, don't tell. You I, I know a I person who's about. inherently good and isn't, like, truly in it for virtue signaling, mm. they just do it anyways. They don't care if people yeah. know that they do it or not. They just do it. That's why it's like, I mean, I'm not going to get into what I do, but, like, anytime I can do something good, Especially outside of the fire station, like, I mean, if I if I need to go inside and pay for some gas for some lady who can't get out of her car and I pump it for it, it's like, yeah, I'm down to do that. I'm not gonna yeah. go sit there and post about it. It's just 
that's it's, where it's, you make the that's the that's where you draw the line mm-hmm. is where you try to seek attention for yeah, it. That's where it becomes a problem. I'm not gonna go if I'm if I'm out in public and this one I mean this is normal. Like I'm these people I was at I was trying to buy something for the shop and I was at one of our suppliers and these people are trying to figure out what they want and how they're gonna uh-huh. cut it, certain cut of meat or whatever. And I'm telling them about it. I give them all the information and I show them what would be best, how to prepare it, cook it, all that. And I hope I made their meal better. They're feeding a lot of people, stuff like that. It's like I, I mean, I, I told my mom, I'm like, yeah, like you know, it was, it was funny. I, I was, I just so happened to be in the meat section there and was able to tell these people how to do this. But it's like, they, they were gonna mess it up. You're the meat them. connoisseur. You know everything there is to I, know about meat. I did show them the right meat and the yeah. right way to cut the meat. Cut meat for a living. Um, so I mean, that was nice. It was, it was nice to feel like my three years paid off. You got something <laughs> in the meat section of a different store. Um, no, it's stuff like that. It's like I just I don't I don't go publish everything that I do. I mean, when I run calls, it's like I'll tell my friends about it. Like, I mean, HIPAA yeah, guidelines. I'm you don't. Yeah, I always you don't disclose everything. No, but, but but like I mean, I'll tell them like you know I'll tell them the gist of it. But I'm not gonna sit there and go into every detail of everything I did. That's so many people try to like you know blog or publish every part of their day like there's no that's need. there's no need that's why i've recently i've basically limited myself off of like instagram and snapchat mm-hmm. as much as humanly possible where my goal soon is to only be on it for business purposes mm-hmm. where you know text somebody hey do you want to come on the podcast that's exclusively mm-hmm. why i'm on it now not because i'm having some dead-end conversation with somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. care about me or has their own shit to worry about you know i don't need to sit there post on my story guys i'm doing the podcast today mm-hmm. you know, Nobody cares. Yeah. That's the end of, at the end of the day, nobody cares. I mean, I throw stuff up on my story. Like I'll send a picture of what I'm at. Yeah, whatever, it's something like, funny. I mean, okay. On my I'll private story, that, it's stuff that I find funny. It's like exactly. That's what I only I only post to that now. It's just something I find funny. I put it on my private, and you know, that's all it needs you, to be. If you get a laugh, you do. If you don't, oh well. Oh well, yeah. You're just sitting there knowing. Yeah, maybe I made mm-hmm. somebody's day a little better with that. Ho- it makes hopefully, it worth I made someone's. Hopefully, yeah. And it, hopefully, they hopefully. tell me because I need that to reinforce. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the you don't. <laughs> that's what we just talked about. You don't necessarily need that. That's, that's yeah, the no, that, yeah. yeah, and people people think they do, and that, yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. Though is when they think that they think that they need that validation. Why do YOLOs still exist? Why do people still post those? <laughs> well, I know the answer. Just validation, really. Yeah, but, wants, yeah. You gotta see what people got. The say. fact that YOLOs are still around baffles the thing me. Is with it's different, you know. With girls, you post a YOLO and you get all these things like, "Oh, you single," blah blah blah. With the guys, you post a YOLO and every single one of your friends <laughs> is fucking with you. Wants to fuck you. So, it's so funny. Um, every now and then on a girl's yeah. YOLO, you'll see something genuinely yeah. funny. Like it's some guy who gets horny enough. It, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But I don't know. I can I, I think the only time I ever posted a YOLO was back when they first started. I posted one once on my private story, knowing that the people that would say stuff were all guys. They're, they're at the gonna, time. they were gonna do it. You were ex- almost expecting what you were gonna read. It was all guys and my girlfriend. She was sitting next to me when I posted, <laughs> so I, I I know she didn't type any of it because I took it down after like an hour when I got like thirty yeah. different texts that I I could not read out loud. So, <laughs> the forbidden texts. Yeah. Uh, that's just guy. That's guys for you, man. They say yeah. we say some fucked up shit every now and then. Just it's not so much like we're bad people for it. Just how guys are really. We just say really boys fucked up shit. Boys. <laughs> that's it's a sensitive a, yeah, topic yeah, right now. Say, they say yeah. yeah. 
it's not that's not that is not an excuse for anything it's, it's not. not it's it's definitely not it, it's, it's a difference like to say something yeah you say it as a joke like haha like, funny oh we're and then to actually like we're sitting here believe you know, that. that that's when it becomes a we're problem we're sitting here handcuffed with one hand boxing each other with the other <laughs> boys will be boys whatever but for certain things it's definitely definitely not an excuse for things that should it's made me think of the one time when i had the bonfire and the pallet over the mm. top of it this shit's going up in flames and Eli's Eli just standing, standing on top of it yep. <laughs> that was so funny that's a boys will be boys yeah. moment that, yeah that, that's I, something that, standing, that's that's something you can justify the saying boys will be boys to just something absolutely pallets. fucking stupid but mm. recently the boys will be boys thing is taking a negative connotation because they say oh boys will be boys because of rape no it's in our college it, guys colleges are hitting me up but no boys will not be boys that's not something that, that's that's not, that's not excusable that's not, that's not at all no it's not and not at all dude you, you don't get a oh boys will be boy what the fuck what the fuck it's like you gotta think what did you just do you can't say oh boys will be boys and get a pat no another thing too kind of along the lines of like an excuse for things it's like you know the term sit I've called people since, you know, as a joke. Yeah. But it's like, in reality, it's like, if you respect someone equally, like, I, I mean, I have respect for you, whereas I yeah. would have respect for a friend of mine that's a girl. It's like, oh, you're a sim. It's like, no, bitch, I'm just respecting people. Like, yeah, there's a, there's, a di- there's a very big difference between an actual simp and yeah. joking and calling yeah, joke, somebody There's a, a difference between joking and, like, meaning it. It depends on how the delivery is. It's just all in the delivery, where... Oh, bro, you paid for her meal. Haha, <laughs> you're a fucking simp. If you're joking about it, and you make it nice clear guy. that you're joking, you know? As opposed to, like, actually just being a dick mm-hmm. about it and saying, Oh, you're a simp for doing that. I, I believe you're a simp because you paid for her meal. So, I mean, what? My thing is, like, okay, and you believe whatever you want to believe, I guess. When you're doing yeah. the same thing next week, it's like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say anything. Well, about it's not my business. It's not my business. You, you, your money's your money. You can do whatever you want with your money. I could fucking buy a dildo right now with my money, and nobody can tell me you differently. Could, you could do that. Will I do it? No, I will not. I could do. I could do a lot of things with you my money. You could do a lot of things with money. You could do a, money's money's power in a lot of situations. It's, you know, that's why you go to work. You go to work to get something out of your money. I do, do that. occasionally. Occasionally, I mean, you know. You, I guess I'll show up. Sometimes I'll. I'll spend the money. Mm-hmm. Spend <laughs> I'll, I'll spend, I'll spend it, it when I, I should have saved it. Looking back on it, oh, did I really need a lot of twenty dollars on Five Guys the other night? No, no, I did. It was good when I had like, it. I know, I, I know damn well when I leave here, I'm gonna go get a pub sub. I'm gonna go home, yeah. eat my pub sub, maybe sleep, maybe not. It's a life worth living, in my opinion. <laughs> I think I think you're well off. Pub right sub there. and some M M&M and M minis. I don't know. We'll see how the day goes. It's. Food, especially with spending your money, I feel like food is just such a trap. That's the biggest expense that high schoolers do. School oh, no, I've, I've firsthand witnessed it. It's, it's an issue. It's an epidemic. I have to tell my <laughs> Chick-fil-A <laughs> here. Um, who knows? When I lived in Asheville, it was Zaxby's. Which yeah, if I, Chick-fil-A I, would sponsor this podcast, completely unrelated. Please, Chick-fil-A sponsor please. me, I could sponsor die me. happy. Dude. I could, chocolate chip cookies. I could run a red light. Immediately after hearing that Chick Fil A sponsor me get slammed by a semi truck, fold and die, and I would die happy knowing that I got sponsored. Yeah, you know it. I mean, hey, why not? I I couldn't bring myself to say my pleasure. Tell them, tell them the cows sent you. <laughs>
You when you get to the gates of heaven. Tell them the Did you ever see the video where it's like the Chick Fil A? It's like a Kia Soul was the car. It's like painted like a cow. It says "Honk if you love chicken." The guy's just riding his horse. <laughs> So oh, I funny. wonder what brought him to do that. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> it's I love laying on the horn. It's so good. That's such a good video. I do, you know, kind of different. Like that guy driving that car, man, he's just trying to get his hustle <laughs> in it. He's trying to make some money. Just like there's this guy, I've seen him three days in a row now, where he's out on the corner of my neighborhood mm. over at my mom's house doing, you know, spinning the sign, yeah, doing a dance and all that, man. And I have nothing but respect mm. for that guy. Because he is making money doing that. It's mm. not an easy thing to do. I wouldn't choose to do it. No, but, no. but I so respect it so much. I respect mm. nothing but respect mm. for that guy, if anything. Labor. Yeah, people that put labor, a lot of, like, work in the things that they do. Earn yeah. respect over. Mad respect. You can be the mean? CEO of something, and it's like, at the time, people won't respect it. But, like, you put work into it. You, I mean, you earn the respect just as much as a person making whatever product you're making yeah it, it doesn't you just at the end of the day not everybody's gonna want to do your job mm-hmm. not every year not, not even you are gonna want to do your job at the end of the day but you know what if you're out there and you're doing it i respect you i have nothing Good but on. respect for you that's amazing Good that you're me. out there and you're actively working to make your life better i nothing but respect mm. that's true that's, that's how it should be it, re- it really is i mean that's why it, I, I couldn't work retail because mm. people don't realize that for some reason, whatever reason, people who shop at like a Kmart, <laughs> they just that doesn't go through their head. Yeah. People who shop at a Walmart just doesn't go through their head. I'm not saying you're a bad person mm. for shopping at a Walmart. I'm just saying I made a couple of Walmart trips in my lifetime. A couple in one day. <laughs> Feel like a resident of Pasco County three times at Walmart one day. I apologize to my Pasco County friends. <laughs> That's how life is. That's how it's how it works. It just you know, you forget something at the store, you gotta go and it's just how it is. Forget something again, you gotta go back. You know, I realized last week though, there is nothing like going to the grocery store, buying your own groceries and cooking your own meal and making it good. There is nothing like that. It's such a good feeling. Except going to the grocery store with your dad's credit card. I will say that, that's that pretty was, good. It's my, yeah, that's very <laughs> true. It, it, when it's your money, it, you know, there's just something. When it's I, your money, the I, food I can't remember. better. Yeah, I can't but, remember who said it. It's, like, it feels good to spend your own money on something, you know, I did that, but, you know, somebody said once, for some reason, free ice cream will always taste better mm-hmm. than paid ice cream. There's just something about it. I think, yeah, so I think, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, you, you didn't have to spend it, but I think in your mind, you want what you bought with your money to be better, so you have to, yeah. have to be better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a form of quality I'm control. I'm just your butcher. Everything will be good no matter who buys it. So, dude, I had the Argentinian steaks mm-hmm. two nights ago. Oh my god, they are so good. They're so good. You pay. You you definitely get what you pay for. I was tell uh, you that. I was cutting a wagyu New York strip, which is a cut of meat. Not amazing for some people. Other people love it. Isn't there like a ranking uh, for yeah, the meat so and all that? There is select, choice, prime, which is typically at the top. We usually sell choice or prime. And then Wagyu is Australian. It's like, they say that they feed, that the, they feed the cows beer, they massage them, you know, they, they're pampered for their whole life. They're pampered. And then they kill them. And the that, That's just, that's life for you, man. Is... So the fat that runs in between the muscles is called the marbling. It's so uh-huh. marbled that it like literally falls apart in your mouth. 
So really, we usually sell Wagyu top sirloin, which is pretty lean, um, not a lot of fat in it, but it still tastes good. And then Wagyu ribeye, and we get we got a few loins of New York strip, which is forty dollars a pound. Whereas if it was Japanese Kobe beef, it'd be like seventy dollars a pound. Is so, so is Kobe the highest then? Kobe or? would be the highest because in Japan only certain provinces can produce those or raise those cattle the way they do. So they're like extremely specialized. It's, it's, people been, okay. it's been in the family for hundreds of years. So gotcha. uh, we get it from Australia because one, it's a lot cheaper to import it, and two, it's the same breed of cattle. It's just raised in Australia. That's the only difference. Yeah. So. Um, we get this stuff in and we're able to sell it to people for cheaper because it's not that it's not Kobe with their different they have their own rating they have nine different ranks inside of Kobe beef whereas Wagyu has like I think seven maybe nine um, depending on where it's from so there's a whole science behind yeah, it is what you're telling yeah. and every whereas some, one person's Wagyu they call it like MB5 mm-hmm. uh, the lower the number the worse quality of meat is even though it's good meat one person's five might be another person's two one person's two might be another person's eight, so it all depends on who's you know who's who's the one that inspects. Yeah. It. But I mean, I'm cutting this loin at work into steaks, and I have the end piece where you have to flatten off the steak. And I mean, it's maybe half an inch thick, but it's a twenty dollar piece. Right? So yeah. we're in the oven, we, cook it up, and that was my lunch that day. So you get what you pay for, man. You complain. really do. You, it's really good. It, there's nothing like it, man. You know it's. It's, it really is fantastic, the meat at that shop. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I'll give it that. Is there, I consider there's two two points in my life now, my timeline. On, on one side, there's the pre-Southern Steer pre-Southern steak. steak. <laughs> and there's the post where, like, every two weeks I mm. drop $40 on worth of steaks at Southern Steer. It's just too damn good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind it one bit. Go home, empty house, throw a nice ribeye. On a pan, you know, a little reverse There's just something action. about cooking your own food, man. It's just so, so good. You cannot beat that feeling. It's so good. Nothing about it. Like, I, I, I can't complain, honestly. I love it. You know? Just to come home and say, yeah, you know, I bought this with my mm-hmm. own money. Uh, I'm making myself it's, dinner. It's a, tangible, it's, it's a tangible accomplishment. Other than checking your bank account, seeing whatever pennies when you the have left in there. Hits. Um, I mean, it's not like it's all cash. You can't sit there and count it for days on end. You know? yeah. Do you ever get to the point where you spend money and you know you yes. just spent a lot of money yes. and you are in fear of checking your bank account because yes, you know uh, that number is going to be low? That happened very recently. I had to make an Ikea trip and I did not want to check my bank account after. Um, I waited until I got another paycheck before I opened my bank account. So I was like, Dude, all right. Somebody could have stolen everything out of your savings account. You wouldn't have, have no idea. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have known for a week and a half. You'd have no idea. Yeah, I mean, oh well. It happens. It happens. It's the best of us. Didn't your bank account get hacked once? Um, yes. I had $80 worth of money taken out in a different part of Florida. That must have been such a terrible feeling. Yeah. I can only imagine how bad that must have felt. 80 out of 150 that I had in my checking account at the time. And I was not thrilled about it. I was like, well, that's cool. Called the bank. They gave it back to me. Shut down my card and sent me a new one. So That's so interesting. They're like, how do I just saw an email pop up on my f- computer for the same audio interface we're currently using. <laughs> Amazon's trying to get me to buy another one for a reason. Anyways, um, where was I? <laughs> I uh, bank accounts. Bank accounts, yes. So, 
Yeah, I know. There's some times where you just don't stretch it out well enough. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I could have done without buying that. So, yeah. How am I going to I do gas? that every time I buy something, I think I could have gone without that. Yeah. How, how would my life be different if I were to just walk past that in the store? I would be richer. <laughs> it's the multiverse theory. There's a I, universe that exists where I buy the shirt, where if, I think about buying the shirt, where I thought about buying the shirt, didn't buy it, came back and bought it, or I just didn't buy the shirt. Let me tell you, I wish I was in the universe where I didn't get an Amazon account. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. Amazon is... Amazon is it's a great... An incredible great, it's, yeah, it's, They just tried to advertise me job. something I already had. I'm like, wait a second. Well, it grabbed all my attention for whatever reason. Which is... Come on, man. I'm the reason you're a billionaire. I know. I saw something recently. Isn't... Because they got a divorce and all that. His wife. His ex-wife is the richest woman in the world now because of that. Just by divorce. That was a very... very, Good job. That was a good financial move on her part. A money move right Yeah, that was a money move. 100%. It's very shitty to do that to get that money, but that's why you sign a prenup. You're making money. That's why you sign a prenup, dude. That's all I'm saying. You don't worry about me. You just do you and make you some money. That's what I gotta say. About <laughs> right. Oh, where did I see that? Gary. It was <laughs> Gary uh, the snail. <laughs> you worry about you. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. I mean, hey, you let me make my money. I'll let you do your thing. Yeah, it happens. You know, it's chasing money is a very good thing. It's a very very good thing. Money chaser. Money chaser. Yeah. I consider myself to be a money chaser. I, I go to work, so... <laughs> there it is. Jeff Bezos. That's so good. Bernie Sanders tax through Jeff Bezos. Don't worry about what I'm doing. You worry about you, and you go make you some money. That's that's true. That, it's not bad advice. Not it's not bad advice at all. I gotta make a note of that. Send me that. I'll pop it up on the screen and all that during the video. Uh, all of you who are watching video, you'll be able to see that, but... For those of you using a audio app, you're fucked. I'm sorry, you don't get the same. My bad. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Transmit the image through your phone? Imagine, imagine Gary the snail talking about money. <laughs> yeah, he's who I want to take my financial advice from. Gary the snail. <laughs> Go ahead, invest it in this offshore account. Good idea. It's Gary. I promise. I promise you'll get your money back. Guys, what if we went and like withdraw like we withdrew all of our money at the same from, time at the same time on October 29th 1929 the look on the teller's faces will be epic guys let's do it all two dollars I have to my name please give it to me I think you know you made it as a person when McDonald's names a burger after you Travis Scott's he made it he made guy. it he made it I don't know how he financially worked that out, but nothing but respect to him. He gave them the rights to, to Sicko Mode. <laughs> they are the sole proprietor of Sicko Mode. McDonald's. Mac. Mac. Daddy Donald's. So I'm going to kind of pin this on you very quickly, just out of nowhere. Okay. What do you think makes McDonald's Sprite so fucking good? Um, I think it's the shock of, damn, that hurt the taste buds, so the next sip's <laughs> got to be good. Um, I also think it's how cold it is. It's very chilly. It just, it tastes different. It For does. some reason, there's something about McDonald's Sprite that is just fucking amazing. It's so, the only Sprite I'll actually drink. Cause... McDonald's Sprite, yeah, the the first sip is TV static. Cold, yeah. Cold static. But after that, it's amazing. It's beautiful. There's just something it's about wonderful. it. It's wonderful. I don't, I don't. 
drink soda risk. very often unless I'm fucked up. Then I'll, yeah, because I can't. I don't. I don't drink alcohol. So my substitute is if I feel fucked up, I drink a Dr Pepper. That, that's just <laughs> what I do. And you know, Dr Pepper is the only like soda I really tolerate. I think everything else is kind of shit. Like McDonald's yeah. Sprite for some reason. I'll so, yeah. drink McDonald's I, Sprite. Uh, There's something about it. I, I yeah, I stopped drinking soda a while ago just because. Yeah. You're better off with yeah. water. Well, I've actually gotten the habit of having milk more often now. And I love milk, but or kombucha. <laughs> kombucha is my substitute. Yeah, uh, which is oh well, um, probably tearing a hole in my stomach, but who cares? Yeah, it, um, yeah. my dad's been on that. Yeah, he drinks. He's in the fridge right over there. He's got kombucha, like, like two gallons of it. Yeah. So, um, I mean. Yeah, like when I did drink soda, it was usually it was usually Sprite. Sprite was like one of the only things I drank. Unless yeah. there was nothing else available. Um, but yeah, I mean, of all the Sprites I've had, I would say McDonald's Sprite's the best. There's just something about it, man. Something I, about I don't it. don't understand what it is. There's just something about McDonald's I, Sprite that's fantastic. I definitely think that they put a lot of money into a new recipe. That's what it is. They have a sole contract. They slipped a little cocaine back into it. <laughs> Coca-Cola company responded to complaints in the 1800s. <laughs> oh, what? Are you going to cry? You just got addicted to crack. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. Okay, that was, a little, that was a little strange. Something went wrong with the podcast there, but we're back now. So I think I believe where we left off, we were talking about... Getting addicted to crack. <laughs> That's uh, my down bad moment for th- today. And Evan, have you ever had a down bad moment? Explain what a down bad moment is to me. It is your absolute lowest point in life. Um, the absolute lowest you've ever gone. I mean, I have had a down bad moment. I suppose. Um, I don't know what it would be. I know. I, I know. I've had some bad times, but um. What would you say yours is? I gotta think about it. I don't know that. What the absolute lowest I've ever gone, the lowest I've ever been. Mm. I gotta think about that one. I should have thought about 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 this before. I didn't come prepared, obviously, Mm -hmm. for that one. I didn't come prepared for a down bad moment like this. I don't think I've ever really had a terribly low moment in my life. Like, to where it's like, what was I doing? It's different from post nut clarity, obviously. <laughs> it's that I wouldn't consider post nut clarity to be a down bad moment because you feel it every time, you know. After every time, That's, that is true. Um, Do you ever see the one where you like? Man, I had post nut clarity so bad I started filling out job applications. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so good. Got post nut clarity, post nut depression. Uh, Post-nut paralysis on a rare occasion. I, I've never once felt that. No, like, but is it's, that a real thing? It is That's... documented. Some guy posted something. It was like, you ever he had been able to move for five minutes after? That's post-nut paralysis. Bro, how long was he going for? EDP levels. Like, leg, <laughs> leg falling asleep, hand getting cramped. Ouch. Dude, ouch levels. How do you guess. sit there and crank that out for 45 minutes to an hour? down bad like that I guess. that would be a down bad moment right there where you have post nut paralysis <laughs> yeah that's really really down bad yeah i mean as far as like a low point um i'm a pretty happy guy no, there was... got out of a relationship sucked um i came back from it whatever um, there's, there's nothing like being single man i'll tell you you really respect <laughs> it 
it's, it's cool. It's cool until it's like as bad as it is to say I'm a good guy um like <laughs> yeah tell all yourself of, that every now relationship all of high school and then now it's like I'm not which is cool you know like hanging out with friends like not like I didn't do that before I just it sucks occasionally thinking about it it's like well yeah. you know you oh, feel well. you feel strong when you think about that though because mm-hmm. you realize no I don't need that to be happy I don't need, I it. Don't need it but I really don't but it was it was cool in the moment like at yeah. the time it's it's I'm, I'm, I'm a different person now than I was then. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe everything happens for a reason, you know. I imagine your life currently right I'm now is to be sad. <laughs> your current Don't life right now is much better than it probably was back then. Even in the relationship, you're probably much better off now. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see what life has in store. Till, till you have your definitive yeah. down bad <laughs> moment, or you can only go up from that's, there, man. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean. I guess that would be, as of right now, as of this summer, my down bad moment was that. But I, I, I've, I came up the party. Everyone surprised me. That was oh yeah, that was that was good that when was we all really showed up to your house. That was, yeah, that, was, that was good. Except no, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks. He didn't. He didn't want to be there. I guess. No, if you're watching, I apologize. <laughs> On behalf of Evan Siebel, I do I, apologize. No, I do not. Um. No regrets, guys. No, no regrets. You could die right Love now. It. You would have no regrets I'll saying that at all. Later. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, my life's, my life's going. It's going right now. So. Yeah. You can't complain, man. Always move forward. Never look back at what happened. Because you know what? The past is the past. And the way the way I like to put it is actually, I'll give Thomas' his dad credit for this one. He said, there is no future in history. <laughs> that's, that's very true. We, we, we learn it just to repeat ourselves. Yeah, it's the more so the knowledge you get to recognize patterns. I guess mm-hmm. that's what you get out of history. I, I love history. I really do love history. I wouldn't say it's my favorite subject because mm-hmm. I'm just too good at it to where I don't necessarily enjoy it as much yeah. as I should. I, I love it. I'm very good at it. I'm gonna fucking destroy this test mm-hmm. coming up this week. I'm so ready for that, and I have not opened the textbook once. But um, you know, I I love history. I love learning about it. When I go. When I watch Netflix, if I'm not watching something with my family, I'm watching documentaries, World War Two, all like all that. I love that stuff. Vietnam, I love the Vietnam War. Um, I love math though. Math is my thing. See, I, I last year I kind of came to the realization that I don't like English classes. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. them. I like I love science. Science is probably my foremost what I've enjoyed. The absolute most. I mean, I got a microphone, or not a microphone, a microscope. <laughs> we do have two. <laughs> we have two. Oh yeah, I have a microscope right over there. I need to start using it more. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I do telescope and all that and astronomy, but I, I love science. And after that, it would be math, and it'd be history, and then it would be reading. Why do I hate? Or not reading, but English. Why do I hate reading in English so much? Because there's only, there's more I'm, than one answer. It's I'm too cap- subjective. I know how to do it. That's, I know how to do it. Oh, dude, I can write a absolute bomb ass essay. Don't I, fucking get me wrong. I got but. a five on my AP Lang exam, with an intro paragraph, a body paragraph, and an unfinished second paragraph. And I got that five. is impressive. I, I would put that on a plaque yeah. on your wall. <laughs> I'm gonna print it out. I'm gonna print out my essay, my one page of an essay, and and plastered on my wall you got like the <laughs> screenshot of the score under it too the ap english lang whatever the fuck they call it five underneath it it's in color too or like the ugly ass green they have on their <laughs> the website logo college um, board 
like I like math. I liked math up until this year with numbers. I like numbers and letters, but what, now with statistics, everything's written out. I make a graph and I write out what it means. I don't like doing it that. It appears I have way. another AP stat kid on my yeah. show. Yeah. It is. It's the reason I had to choose between AP Calc and AP Stat. And the reason I chose AP Stat was because I wanted to pursue a career in science. Mm. And I'm already seeing it in AP Bio this mm. year. It's paying off. I, the statistics I, is already paying I off in there. I fucking hate biology. I'm going to put that out. I don't I, blame you. I don't blame I, you. That's, my, that's the one science I don't do. I'll look at I'll look at animals. I'll do zoology. I'll look at marine animals. I'll do marine biology, but I'm not gonna sit there and talk about how plants grow and how cells divide because that's the most boring thing ever. No offense, Mr. Keith. Love you. You were a good teacher. I hated your class because I hate biology. Chemistry, love it. I, love I wish I paid more attention in chem. I wish I, it, I wasn't. Mm, I wish best, I paid more attention. I wasn't the best with polyatomic ions. I wasn't the best with if balancing I, equations. I, even looking back on that, man, I wish I realized how far I could have gone in that class if I just fucking sat down and just learned the ions and mm-hmm. knew them. The biggest problem is there wasn't really an application for that knowledge, and oh, that's what was keeping me back. That was it. I couldn't. I could tell you. Bromine, maybe? No. <laughs> See, that's I think it, taking it. AP Environmental Science last year, because I know you took that with me last year, and I'm like, we had Apes Gang, we had Team of, Testosterone. That was probably, to this date, one of my favorite classes I've ever taken. That was, that was a great class. And it was, you know, we had our friends in there and all that, but really, I think about the shit I learned in that class every day, man. Mm-hmm. Every day I think about that, you know? One of the most staggering things to me is every time I take my trash out, right? Mm. I sit there and think, okay, how many water bottles are in here? How much plastic yeah. is there? I how much waste is in I here? You know, I take the out there, I throw that out. I'm like, okay, that's like, what, maybe 10 pounds of trash. Mm-hmm. Then multiply that by everybody in the houses around me. Yeah. That was Then you we, multiply it by the county. How that, much? Um, it's incredible. Our home water use survey in the yeah. house when we our water use, our trash, like all that carbon recycling. emissions and all that. Yeah, that was that was interesting to me. Like stuff yeah. like that. And I'm her TA now again this year. You get it all over class. again. Yeah. So now it's all a review. I'm hearing stuff that I haven't heard in a year, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. I remember how to do this this math. That's what I like about science in high school, other than biology, is <laughs> most of them use math equations. And I'm good yeah. with numbers. So what I'm, stuck out to me most, especially with AP Environmental last year. On the very first day we had that class, I was thinking, holy shit, we are fucking up our planet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never, I'm, I was never a big environmentalist for that. And I don't consider myself to be really an environmentalist where yeah. I don't go out there, I don't do field work, I don't advocate for that kind of stuff. I do recognize that, you know, I try to be good now because of that class. I mean, one of the most useful things I can say right now that I remember from that class is the way the recycling works and the way the trash works is if there's one bit of trash in the recycling what would be considered trash like a banana peel in the recycling they throw, it out. They throw out the entire batch that makes you mad mm-hmm. but like that that's one thing that like I actually get angry about so if you guys listening if you're recycling please 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 make sure nothing gets just, in there just rinse off the, the coke bottles <laughs> rinse off the, the the paper plates or whatever brush them off because it's going to get thrown out yeah it doesn't have to well if you're throwing out a paper plate with like food waste on it that should go in the trash yeah but if, if you have like a water bottle yeah. with a little bit of water in it, I think they let that slide. I'm but sure water can slide. But like yeah. if you if you have a cardboard box that had some food thing in it and then you leave a piece of food in it, take it out. Come on, yeah. bro. 
It's not that. It's, it's not that it's, deep. Don't throw your fucking banana peel in the recycling bin. It's just that simple. Because starting, it's you're not that. affecting just your own batch. You're affecting collectively how many. That's why recycling isn't as effective as it should be. Is because people will do shit like that where they put something that's not recycling in a recycling batch and they throw all of it out because of that. It's no good anymore because it's been tainted or whatever. Mm. You know, it's that's what that class taught me, stuff like that, and it still sticks with me to this day. Another lesson, always take an AP environmental science class in high school. Anyone it, it can't possibly look bad. <laughs> no, well, as long as it, you do good. It's a very hard class, though, because it's very interdisciplinary. Take it where, with friends. Don't take it with friends. Do either one. I don't care. Just, just take it. Just take the class. <laughs> as long as you stay on top of it, though. There's just so okay, much to worry school. about. Is the environment? The environment's all around us, man. It, it really is. is. It's you all around are us. Right in that aspect. You learn about the atmosphere in that class. You know, you learn about air pollution, the mm-hmm. NOx and SOx gases. I'll tell you. And CFCs. I'm, I'm useless with. Give me a chemical formula. I'm useless. Give me an equation on how to get how to not balance. How to convert from one unit to another? I'm, I'll get that shit done in like ten seconds. You put Fe two or two Fe in front of me, and then say what goes on the other side, and it just says Fe. Uh-huh. I'll be like, I don't know, bro. One, three, and seven. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that class. That yeah, was that was a that was a very good class. I'm glad I took it. More so, what I got out of it. It's not so much the scores. It's not so much the grades I got and it's what I learned from it and at the end of the day I think that's really what your goal should be with any class is mm-hmm. what can I get out of this aside from you know advancing my academic profile what can I learn and apply to my own life from yeah. this you know I think schooling should be obviously you know we need to get you ready for college or whatever but there should be a lot more classes where it's getting you ready for life yeah I mean I learned how to balance a checkbook in fifth grade to go to Enterprise Village for Everyone that grew up not done it since in, in Pinellas County, you know what Enterprise Village is. Ever since then, it's I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know. I had to go to the That's, bank. It took me almost fucking thirty minutes to open a savings account. It's weird to me too. So you know, you gotta think what really is the benefit of taking a history class. I, mean, I, I man, I love history so much because my whole thing with history is that it's a story. Mm-hmm. It's the same story. The story never changes. Yeah, and I like I like telling stories. I like I listening to stories, you know. I love a good one. It's it's amazing to me, you know. This this shit actually happened. It's all real. It's in the past. It's just a story. If you think of history, rather than thinking of history as an obligation, oh, I need to know this information so I pass this test. Mm-hmm. If you think of it as a bedtime story, that's what does it for me. That's what allows me to remember it so much. Is I'll tell myself that story over and over again in my head, and I'll be like, you know, we're talking about. I am put myself on the spot. <laughs> and I can't, you know, just. Talk about, you know, we're talking about the Renaissance right now and all that, you know, or you talk about the Hundred Years War with Henry the Seventh, you know, he sets up the court of the Star Chamber, where they tortured people. It's a story, though, how he ascended the power, how he took power, you know. He said, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna go and, you know, I hate the nobility so much that we're gonna we're gonna aren't allowed in anything anymore. We're gonna give them trial. Without trial presenting them with, with, yeah, that's literally what it was, trial, trial by fire, where you don't get to see the evidence against you. We can torture you to get confession. But we're good people. We don't like the nobility. We're like Savonarola. That's, that's a good story. Right. I like the story of Savonarola because it's just ironic how he did the book burnings in public. And he's like, guys, all the non-Christian books, we're going to burn them. They're evil. They're from the devil. We're only dealing with Christian books now. And then 
Oh. He got burnt at the stakes. <laughs> they didn't like that very much. I'm not saying it was the best idea, but bring it back. Bring back the Star Chamber. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were talking about the book no, burning. No, not the book burning. <laughs> Definitely not the book burning. They did that in 1943. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, are you I, trying to say something here? I thoroughly enjoy books with a lot of different views. I'm all I'm all for literature. I really enjoy the Art of War. That's a very that very good book. So very good book. Funny enough, you bring that up. Oh boy. I, uh, I had a book talk for my AP lit class um, on us one of the summer reading books, and I for my book. Uh, read the art of war, and by read I mean I was building a bed frame for my Kia while listening to it in an audiobook. It's pretty simple. All war for it's called being efficient. Well, I'm efficient. I'm almost efficient. efficient. Yeah, you're just being efficient. Um, you're using your resources there. So I listen, you know, and I read it. I ended up reading it just uh-huh. just to read it too. It's not a big book. It's short, thirteen chapters. But did you read his biography with it too? I have that. I haven't read that version because that was a little bit of a time crunch. But um, gotcha. That's that's also very yeah. educational in the biography yeah. about. So, I mean, I've read Sun through Tzu. like what, looking for quotes in it, and I've mm-hmm. read through. I read through a chapter or two like of the biography and stuff. Looking at it. it's very interesting. And I mean, you go from some guy that liked fighting and realized, hey, I could do this a lot better than I do, a lot better than other people do. It's like mm-hmm. this guy twenty five hundred years ago wrote this book out, and he doesn't ever mention the time period. No, it's it was during the Warring States period. Yeah, it was during the Warring States period, but he never says a year. Never says I wrote this book five hundred whatever BC. He doesn't suck his own so, dick yeah, in it. No, not at all. Matter of fact, quite the opposite. He gives. He gives. He lets. He all warfare is based on deception. When you are far and the enemy is near, you make yourself appear near. Mm. The enemy is far, you make yourself appear near. You know, the enemy is close. You make yourself look far away. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's all deception. It's amazing how you can apply that to almost every aspect of your See, life. That's the thing, too, is it's like, you have this guy writing this book. I don't know damn well he didn't sit there and think, I'm going to write this to some guy in Wall Street can sell something to someone and use my quote as, as a pl- part of his playbook in his head. He wrote that about a war. Yeah. But now we have people studying in classes. You, you can take a whole course on it in college. Yeah. Studying everything that Sun Tzu was talking about or allegedly talking about. Allegedly. I think, I think that's that's the one thing I, I get out of like that's history. That's class. what you can get out of history. It, that's yeah, that's a that's a history textbook. And it's a business book. Yeah. You can use it for sports, you can use it for war. Um, but it, it it applies to a lot of life, which I like a lot about that. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I and got the opportunity those, to read it. That's the thing, going back to why I don't like English classes. Those things, you can see those. Those make sense to mm-hmm. get interpretations from that and apply it to other parts of life. I'm not going to sit I'm here not and read gonna... Sir Gowan and the Green Knight and be like, yeah, oh, it was him at the end. I knew that because I annotated and I knew the archetype. Sorry, <laughs> They Mr. made the castle green because of this. <laughs> it always sticks with me in that class. The one kid, I can't remember his name now. But... Gavin Slug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sorry, was yeah. so funny. It was so funny when Ms. Weaver was talking. Write... <laughs> I know he, <laughs> he didn't write this. Shouts that out. He did not write this so that we could study this in English class. I don't think he was thinking about all this when he wrote it. What a, what a guy. Uh, that made my year in that class, actually, when he said that. That was amazing. That's good. It's been a lot, of, a lot of good memories. I, I just don't deal with English classes. Mm. I don't like them. They're just... It's too subjective for me. I like there being one definitive answer, even, you know, even in the roots, you know? Mm. And like a roots of a quadratic equation, say, now you have to re-plug them in to make sure that there's actually a solution, but those are one of two solutions. That's still one solution, technically, because that falls under the one. Math works. We made it up, you know, whatever. We made it to work, but it works. And we put a man on the moon. I write something, and I'm like, come on. Like, 
I write something down, I interpret something my way in English. This is what gets me mad. I interpret something my way for something in English. Mm-hmm. And the teacher asks you to read it out loud, and you're like, well, no, you could have done it like this. I'm like, do you want my way or do you want your I'm way? I'm not the author. This first, Stop yeah, asking I wasn't me. there when he wrote it. He or she, sorry. I wasn't there when they wrote it. Um, what do you expect me to do with a, a short story? What do you want out of me? You know, there's people out there is kind of changing the subject a little bit. It's still kind of within the bounds of what we're talking about. I fell into this YouTube like wormhole a couple days ago where there are people out there who will analyze every aspect of Kubrick's The Shining. Every really? every single little Who'd aspect. That was Stephen King's book. <laughs> but Kubrick's ad- adaptation of the movie, they will analyze every little thing he did in that movie. And I'm like... Dude, it's a movie. It's not that. It's, watch it's, it. a, it's, it's a movie. Watch the movie. It's, it's just, really, The Shining is just a story about a family going insane together. Mm. I, I don't think that's, you know, Kubrick's cry saying, guys, I faked the moon landing like some people will stretch at the beak because the kid was wearing an Apollo 11 shirt. I, I don't yeah. think that's what he intended with that, but... Could it be? I, I guess. It's, it's equally valid. I'm not Kubrick. I don't know what the fuck his point no, was. But I'm not going to spend eight hours of my day analyzing The Shining frame by frame to try to draw meaning from it. You do. You make you some money, I guess. <laughs> the Gary. <laughs> the Gary advice. You make you some money. World's a weird place. Yeah, we're living in strange times right now. There are strange times where... I get bored and I decide to do a podcast. <laughs> it's very strange times. I had a blast. I think it was pretty cool. It, you know the I thing about on. talking about the addressing the elephant in the room, I guess, the podcast. I wouldn't say it's really a traditional elephant in the room, but, you know, I like it so much really because you're just talking. I'm good mm-hmm. at talking to people. I love talking to people and, you know, making connections and all that. There's... I've been known to speak Occasionally. Occasionally. You know, when I, when I have to. Sometimes, mm. you know, sometimes I'll never, like, you know, think less of somebody for not saying something. Because sometimes there's just not much to say. Yeah. It's better. Sometimes it's better. better yeah, it's, yeah, it's, sometimes it's just better to speak when it matters. You know, it's, your words carry more weight that way. Mm. But at the same time, you're putting a curse on yourself because do you really want every little thing you say when you do speak to be taken as God's word? <laughs> Logan Mackin was like that for me. I, he rarely speaks, but when he does, it's it's usually something I can take to heart. It's just funny when he talks. There's just so value. When he, whenever he says something, it's funny. Shout out to Logan. No, none of his like jokes ever miss. Mm. He's a good guy. He's, 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 all right. he's, he's an alright man. man. He's an alright man, yeah. Stand up. You do you and make yourself somebody. You make you somebody. <laughs> I think that is... It's the most notable quote of this podcast so far. We'll we'll see when I have more people on. We'll see. I am thoroughly excited to have Jackson on. That should be fun. Jackson has some good stories. I cannot wait to hear. That. I'll tell you. Two weeks ago, I had Aaron and Jackson over, mm-hmm. and we're just doing a steak night like that. You know, we I I try to do steaks every Friday. You know, mm-hmm. treat myself after a long week of work and all that, and just really being on my grind. You know, working out and all that. It's it's a lot. You know, reward myself at the end of it. Yeah, hey, dude, you did it again. You made it our week. <laughs> no, it feels good. Mm. But the one time I had him over, and we just started talking, and you know, I just I started as an interview, like, you know, like basically what I was doing here, like, what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Mm. 
man, Jackson has some good stories, man. Yeah. They were funny. I, I'll get him to tell them on here and all that. But it's it just turned into this conversation where we're going back and forth just naturally. Mm. And I'm like, man, I gotta get the podcast going. This yeah. is, this could be perfect for it, you know. But I definitely want to hear want to hear like this. I don't know. It's something about podcasts too. I love listening to them when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. When I'm at work, I love it because you know. It, instead of just mindlessly sitting there listening to the same fucking playlist, I have to skip through 20 songs mm-hmm. before I find an actual one I want to even potentially listen to because it's mm-hmm. so cluttered with shit. You listen to a podcast that, you know, kind of provokes some thought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the workday isn't as slow as it used to be. They don't endorse our AirPod use at work, but I, I will say that uh, Jonathan, Ross, Aiden, and myself do wear buffs. That way we can cover our ears so we can have AirPods in. Something's here, tip. Um, and yeah, dude, I, I have You just sold them out, Evan. I, oh, oops. I already told my mom. Our boss, boss man doesn't know. but Boss man. Oh, well. Um, I'll tell you, I'll be going going to town on some dishes, listening to a little Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan listening to some... some That's, uh, uh, Joe Rogan was definitely a big inspiration for this one, too, because I feel like just having a one-on-one talk and really reading just one person at a time as opposed to having you know you know chad and jt mm. i'll have like four people on at once mm. man it's just too chaotic for yeah. me i think you make more of a connection with just one person on and you know you talk about them which is you know mm. it's true it's it's just a good way of doing it it's not so much that i'm a fan of joe rogan i i he has some interesting people on mm. every now and then every time he has neil degrasse tyson on i'll tell you i'll listen to mm. it because he's an astrophysicist and mm. he usually has some good stuff to say but what he does he does a good job at keeping people's interested he definitely does yeah. seeing things from a lot of different sides yeah I know and I, I could have been better about doing research this time I mean actually you know like man I still don't know like with you in the fire department I still don't know the difference between like an engine a truck yeah, and all that yeah, that's, I, that's, I still don't know that that's, that's that's a long conversation for another another time i think you could pull it off real quick yeah okay what is the difference now now i've made everybody curious what is this we'll do this quick before before father gets mad at me um for taking his car um so when you hear fire engine it's a fire engine is something that carries water on it like a big ass water tank so usually about 500 gallons a fire truck is something without water and it has the ladder that extends on the top. Is there an a, engine in it? No. You know, and there is, <laughs> that, was, that was just incredibly stupid. Is, I apologize. That, that was just stupid. Um, so the truck, if it's a true truck, there's no water on it. Just the ladder and then stuff that they need to pull down walls, axe, and uh-huh. stuff like that to break down doors. Um, if it has water, which some of them do have water tanks, they call them a quint. A quint. So that means that you can have your ladder up. And then you can be spraying water off the ladder because it has a water tank on it. So that's called a quint. Um, a squad is something with no water and no ladders, and they go to car wrecks and house fires. They shut off all the... What do they bring with them? They, <laughs> they, got they have everything no. that they need to... They Like all the, the jaws of life. I was about to say, yeah, jaws of life. Um, every, they have different sizes of jaws of life, different stabilization mm-hmm. stuff to keep cars from rolling, stuff like that, keep them steady. Um everything you need to shut off the power to an entire building. Uh-huh. Um, rescues are like ambulances. Fire department ambulances are called rescues. 
they don't often transport patients. Completely random question. Do you need like a certain tool to, I'm not saying I'm going to do this, just got do you need a tool to mess with a fire hydrant to get to spew water? Like, is there a specialized uh, yeah. tool There's for that? There's special wrenches called uh, hydrant wrenches, uh, which you need that can adjust to the tightness of the knob on the top uh-huh. that open it up. Um, so how does it I, happen to where like a fire hydrant just explodes? Because I remember I was driving up one time on Omaha and the road was flooded because of a fire hydrant just exploding. Either the because I mean they're all metal. Yeah. And you have the caps. Those things can be seventy years old. The ones that you pass by, they just repaint them. Um, And all the paint colors mean different things. I don't know exactly what everyone means, but uh, typically if it's a private hydrant, they paint it a different color than the yellow or the red. Oh, okay. So a red and a yellow are... Either city or public. That's interesting. Stuff like that. Different color hydrants mean different things. Um, So as well as you can tell if the hydrant has water sitting in it or if Mm -hmm. the water sits below ground level, that way it doesn't freeze. Like in New York, some of the hydrants have the water sits below ground level gotcha. where the ground kind of keeps it warmer whereas some hydrants sit at the plug inside of it and yeah, it I feel like over. that could be really bad you know if you're going to go put out a fire in a building and the, the water's uh, frozen that could the FDNY has several units that go around with, with blow torches just to thaw hydrants during like, that's incredible fires. they have guys that are paid to do that all, for all winter not a bad job uh, no not at all um, so yeah the um the hydrants either they corrode and the cap might just uh-huh. come off and all that pressure comes out or people mess with it not taking the caps off and if you don't take those caps off and you open it up they'll shoot out like bullets they 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 could they could kill you if, if oh dude i can i can see the force with those sometimes okay. it's incredible even the one time i drove past the one on omaha that was just going like mm-hmm. dude i could that's worse than hurricane forest standing next to like you know a bluff or something is absolutely getting torn apart by mm-hmm. that water you you could die you could Flop. very easily Flop. die so yeah, that's the gist of, of uh fire truck so a quick run engine water engine water truck, truck ladder. ladder okay uh, engine water truck ladder after cutty things rescue ambulance and then brush truck is brush fire. <laughs> forest fire forest fire oh okay and if you live in california you see a bulldozer every now and then that's just a mow down some trees and burn them. So, yeah. <laughs> controlled burns. So yeah, that's a rundown. I feel like controlled burns are interesting. It's good for the environment. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah if, right. if you keep them controlled. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've gone on long enough here. This was a pretty solid episode. Lots oh, of good on I don't want um, to points. freak out when, when he's not sure where the car is at. But <laughs> did you not? You just no, I, I, I walked in and I'm like, hey, can I borrow your car for a little bit? He's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to need it. I'm like, I should be back in time. Well, maybe if we didn't spend fucking half an hour watching Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Girl for this. Maybe you need a little bit of a warm-up for something like this. Man, that movie good. is a cinematic masterpiece. And right, I say that with all intended sarcasm. That movie is yeah. fucking terrible. But It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I'll idea. definitely have you on again. I oh, yeah. it very good. Let's see if I don't withdraw my Give you a firm this. handshake here. Give me that one right there. Let's hope you don't lose your job for the AirPod thing. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. Ross is going to kill your car for that one. He might, but he'll lose his job before me. Alright, pretty solid episode. Uh, tune in next week. We will have another episode out. I don't really... Oh, actually, I do know who I'm having on next week. Release um, Mr. Release will be on the podcast next mm-hmm. week, so... He, he doesn't know exactly when he's going to be on it, but he's going to be on it this week. He doesn't have a choice in the matter, so... <laughs> Jackson, listen to the end. That's your reward, Jackson. You're on next week. <laughs> Alright, well, that's pretty much it. Alright, deuces. See ya.